Welcome to Beanie Wrestling, everybody. I'm DJ. It's weird that you do the ah before you take a sip. <laughs> it's because the sound. I already know oh, it's going to be okay. refreshing. All right. Well, hey, DJ. Ew. How's that for you? How's that for some audio dynamite? It might have been better than some normal dynamite this week. Uh, I'm hello, big, hello. I'm I, yeah, since she just spoiled the surprise, Michelle is here. Hi, Michelle. Michelle, you're not drinking a, a Dugeweiser. I'm, I'm drinking passion fruit. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you gotta. This is this is a microphone. You gotta talk into it. This is weird. Okay, not that close. Don't don't also break my balls on my own podcast. I love please. it. I love it so much. All right. So uh, normally. Uh, we start the show and I ask Brett how he's doing, uh, but we have more important matters at hand. <laughs> I said, do you want a therapy session this no, week? <laughs> no, we have much more important matters at hand. Uh, we just got done watching uh, the Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring. We sure as fuck did, baby. Uh, which will lead into uh, this right here. Michelle. That's right. I don't need wrestling with Michelle. Hi, Michelle. First time on the show. How are you, Michelle? With this segment. Uh, so, like I Who said. Who are you saying anything, Michelle? I don't know what you want to be saying. I don't so, know what you want to be so saying. So, we want your thoughts uh, on the Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring. The first and hopefully not the last episode of Dark Side of the Ring that you watched. Oh, no, I'm never watching that again. Never. Why not? Why? Okay. That's the only, it's going to be the only, well, okay, one of the only deathmatch ones they're doing. Yeah. No, I am so angry at both of you because okay. you both know. Nothing else is new. You both know how I feel about anybody getting hurt ever. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, let's watch this dark side of the whatever, whatever. Ring. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And, uh. You were like, oh, well, it's really sad. Are you okay with it being really sad? No, I said the last episode was really sad. You said it's usually really sad. Yes. And it, and it usually it is. It usually is. And this then, one has this a happy a, Yeah, this was a, a redemption yeah. episode. This was not an uplifting episode. A man got almost killed by a light tube. No, no, he he died. No, yeah, he died for seven minutes. Yes. <laughs> no, no, not almost. He, he, yeah, actually, he was dead. Yeah, he was I dead. Mean, he came back. Yes. But he did seem different. <laughs> um, so different that he robbed a bank, Michelle. Yes. I mean, did did his lawyer use that defense? Because maybe it would have worked. I don't know. I wasn't I, his lawyer. I, I would assume. <laughs> Why that he, not? I would assume. No, that was Doug. Doug was yes, his lawyer. I would assume he had a public defender. So no. no, they did not do that. Right. Like, why didn't fans send him five dollar bills in the mail to pay for a good lawyer? Wow. That's harsh. Because Doug did it for free. Yeah. 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 He's pro bono. Yeah. What, no, I've, I've found a way Doug's to claim pro the two boner. of you on this now. Why? Uh, because you're his fans. Did you send him $5 bills no. so that he could get a good lawyer? No, but I'm a member of the MDK gang. Okay. That's one thing that I needed to ask you uh-huh. about. Okay. Because that whole goddamn episode. Uh-huh. What the fuck is that? Murder, death, kill. Yeah. Well, no, I know. So that's from Demolition Man. But yeah. what the hell is... Are you a cop caller or a shot caller? Okay, yeah. stop just saying things to me and explain to me what the fuck is with this MD 
K gang. And like what? Like what is? What's his gang? He's murder, death, kill, and he'll die for this shit. He's what the. Does that f- mean? He's, he's the king. He's so the that's king. Just what he called his fans. He, yeah. Yeah. He's the king. He's a wrestler. He's Nick fucking Gage. And stop, drop, and roll. That shit don't work. It's even dumber than I expected. So, that's, but like, that's not so, true. but seriously, though, Come on, uh, do the do the hand thing with. But me. like about the sto- <laughs> the story of him, like, did, did you not find any value in the? I was excited you were watching this one because of his stories. Obviously, there was a lot of deathmatch stuff, but like you know, he turned his life around. He fell in hard times, was homeless, and kind of. He started off as a deathmatch wrestler. Well, he's still, still and a now he's, yeah, he's still, still a deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So, how much did he really turn his life around? Yeah, but he almost he killed David Arquette. Yeah, he's not Robin Banks. A li- yeah, a living. and now he's still a living or an idiot for a living. He's not, but no. he's not robbing banks anymore. Yeah, he's Nick. He Gage. just robbed the one bank. Yeah, just, just one. one time. Yeah, that's all. Right. Everybody is like you never robbed a bank before. Everybody's entitled to one dumb day. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Especially when they've been killed by a light tube. Yeah. Previously. I don't... There's not much of a redemption story here, if that's what you were expecting from me. I was like, oh, he's redeemed himself. But, like, he he cleaned up and... Yeah, he's not in jail. Wait, he was using the drugs. The drugs. Well, because he started with with painkillers, and Uh then he couldn't afford them, so he moved to heroin. The the natural progression of professional wrestlers. Yeah. But... I think that's the national progression of just You're not wrong. addicts everywhere. You're sadly. not wrong. Uh, that is the opioid crisis. See that how sad this is? Mm-hmm. So he was using drugs. Yes. Just drugs, mm-hmm. not the drugs. Sure. Um, to, to take away the pain that he was experiencing from getting stabbed with light tubes. Yes. Yeah. And now he's still getting stabbed with light tubes. Yes. Yeah. But he's not using drugs anymore. Yeah. The hard so drugs. What yeah. is he using? He's just being prescribed the drugs now? No, he's, he's just so he's feeding off the energy of the yeah. MDK gang. Yeah. Kind of like how Hulk Hogan channeled the power of his Hulkamania. Right. What a, what I'm a, a gauge maniac. <laughs> what a stand-up guy Hulk Hogan is for you to use as an example there. Well... Listen, Nick Gage isn't like that. Nick Gage speaks out against yes. things. Nick in Hulk Gage Hogan's didn't have sports. a racist sex tape. No. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that's yes. exactly what I'm telling you. Yes. <laughs> in which he also. When he has a boner when his daughter saw his play. I would, say, daughter, oh, yeah. I would take a million Nick Gages over one Hulk Hogan. 100%. I'm, I'm so conflicted right now because I don't want any of either of them. So I'm not going to lie. When, when I got here and DJ was like, hey. I convinced Michelle to watch Dark Side of the Ring tonight. My first thought was, "Oh, what? <laughs> like you're we're watching on right. Nick Gage?" And in my defense, I did not think they'd be able to show as much deathmatch stuff as they did. In my, and in my defense, it's Vice; they show whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Did you think that they might show some deathmatch stuff? Yes, and you so <laughs> you I, saw the preview with John Moxley talking yeah. about the pizza cutter. Yeah. So you knew a man would get sliced in the face with a pizza cutter. Not and specifically. You tricked me into I watching trick- it anyway. I asked you, and you said okay. I feel very tricked. Okay. I thought I was going to watch some sad shit about somebody whose family died. Okay. No, no, that'll no. be when we watch the Von Eric yeah. episode, which I'm you not have said. Any of this we'll ever go back ever. and watch the Von Eric episode. No, one I don't want to do that. We'll watch I the don't whole documentary, the whole three-hour documentary yeah. on them. Yeah. I don't want to watch anything sad, but I also don't want to watch anybody get smashed with 
glass light tubes. Or Listen, we, we could have showed you the, the new Jack episode. Right. You don't want to watch no. that. What's that? You don't want to know. <laughs> Isn't How that much the time guy you got? That he fought in that? The no. guy that looked like a homeless pirate? Who the fuck is Thumb, that? Thumbtack Jack. Oh, oh, <laughs> Thumbtack Jack. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pardon no, me. No. New Jack for justifiable homicides. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beat up Gypsy Joe with a baseball bat. Yeah, for real. Stabbed a man 13 times. A lot lot of these shows are about guys who don't quite understand that wrestling uh, is is completely fake. It's still a little real to each one of them. Okay, four justifiable homicides. Yes. He was like a bounty hunter. He was a bounty hunter. But were they four different times? Yes. Because by time two, those should no longer be justifiable. That we are going to have... An opinion if you difference come, on If you come to the LVAC here. show at the Mahoning, you'll be able to see that yes, clip of New Jack. Yes, Real Rumble, which is next weekend yes. at the Mahoning Drive-In. Uh-huh. That's, Am I that's going the, to no, that? That's the, that no. You're going to the Friday. The new, uh, you're going to the They Saturday. Live night. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to watch They Live. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Beyond the Mat. Yeah. I love I, Beyond I the I Mat. I love it. I love it. What the fuck is this? Chocolate? Right. All right. Michelle, anything else? I don't want to hold you up. Um, yeah, we haven't talked at all about the girlfriend, okay. and so I feel yeah. like we need to talk about the girlfriend. Okay. She's ride or die. She's yeah. MDK gang. Yeah. What's wrong with her? She's wearing her MDK shirt. She's very small. Yes. Which is fine. Yes. She's allowed to be very small. Um, They've lived hard lives. Yeah. Clearly. Yes. She was a piece of work, though. Well. She stood by Nick right. Gage, though. I didn't understand her one story where she's like, I never run up and I ran up. I didn't understand what she was talking about. You don't run up in the streets. You know what happens when you run up? No, no. She was saying when when he got stabbed up in the armpit, she never leaves the matches early. And she, or no, he's on fire, maybe? One of the times he got hurt. When he was on fire, she ran to the back. Right. Because she said she never does that. She usually stays to watch the whole show, but she was, that was one of the times where she felt it was a little too real and was concerned for him. So she sort of ran to see how he was. Which, but she wasn't as concerned the time where he got stabbed and died. I think it was either, well, I mean, both, I don't know, maybe they weren't together. Then? I don't know. They were together since they were together. Oh, that's right, right that's right. I don't know. Did you even watch this story? No, was I did, I was from Behind you, the Pillow. I was watching you the whole time. Yeah, if you want, you can go to our uh, Twitter feed, at We Need Wrestling, to see a live shot of Michelle reacting to Nick Cage uh, bleeding out and dying. Yes. So... All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to go let our dog out. You you guys vamp. All right. Oh, Michelle, what other wrestling topics do you want to talk about this week? Oh, my God. We could, So I could have showed you the dark side of the ring last week about Brian Pillman because I know that you fucking hate Vince McMahon. You think he's a giant piece of shit. Who's a giant piece of shit? Vince McMahon. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, so I'll just run it through real quick, and I, I just want to get your reaction. So Brian Pillman... He died on a Sunday night. It was supposed to be pay-per-view. 24 hours later, he had Brian Pillman's uh, widow on Monday Night Raw. Like, camera in the face, like, being like, oh, well, there was, you know, prescription drugs, and, you know, what was the cause? Wow. Like, like, yeah, 24, like, literally 24 hours later. My opinion about Vince McMahon is not an opinion at all. It's fact, and he's a tax evader, and those... Wrestlers, allegedly, allegedly, no, those wrestlers are employees, and so any allegedly. wrestler, 
any wrestler that he says is a contractor, well, some of them might legitimately be contractors, but the vast majority of them are employees, and they should be entitled to medical benefits. I agree. And paid time off. I agree. And 401ks. I agree. And fair salaries and travel expenses. And he should be paying the U.S. government on uh, on uh, taxes on all of their salaries. You're not wrong. So about he's any a criminal. Now, if I were to tell you that he calls himself the genetic jackhammer, how would that make you feel? Ew! Did he say that? Yeah, he's the genetic jackhammer. What does that even mean? It means that he has balls the size of grapefruits. It's <laughs> just a lot of silence. I don't even know what to well, say. Because it's all real. He's Vinnie Mac. I stand back. I think we're done here. <laughs> Why? What's wrong, Michelle? Michelle. All right, we're done. All right, well, we would like to thank our guest, Michelle, yes. for joining us. Yes, very much. Thank you very much, Michelle. I don't forgive you. <laughs> That's fine. I'll I stand by what I said earlier. Oh, Whenever I had to the list. Okay. Oh, that was adorable. Good night. All right, that back to cute. business. That was very uh, cute. Thanks to to Bye, to the Jingle Meister himself. Look at that! I, even I gave Michelle a kiss. Uh, Dave Kincannon, the the Wiki himself for the the Jingle. Thank you, Kincannon. You're the man. Uh, and for rushing it over me because I'm a dumb dumb and never downloaded it to my yes, phone for real. Yes, you are. Uh, so, Brent, how are you, pal? Let's uh, let's talk. Let's let's get down to business here for real. Um, I'm good, man. Yeah. Busy week. Okay. Fucked up. Going week. going to uh, township meetings and in a suit and tie, skipping work to. No, I'm not. No, no I'm not oh. Q-pilled, man. Oh, okay, all right. Like that fucking. Yeah. Ugh. Well, the less said, the better. Yes, that's all I really wanted to mention. Everybody else has covered it better. That guy just sucks, and I hope he gets fired for real. Yeah. Just fired. Yes. Ugh. He fucking sucks. He does suck. I agree. Well, uh, I guess we got shit to talk about, right? Yeah, we got lots to talk about. Was it really like news? Uh, other than like uh, AEW's going back touring next yeah, month, right? Or July, maybe I forget. Yeah. I think I think WWE's going to have a the full slate. Also, Some, somebody leaked it that they think uh, starting mid July they're going back as well. Yeah, touring. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night, good Bugsy. Night, Bugs. <laughs> Oh, you're sending sending the dog to bed. Yes, sending the dog to bed. Great podcasting. Giving the dog a bone. Uh, hey, listen, I get tempted by cookies. Too, That's true. So I will follow you to the gates of hell for a cookie. Right. Uh, quickest way to get me into bed is with a is with a cookie. Yeah, that's what it is. It is. It's true. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, there was other stuff, you know, lots of fo- things I've been following. The Zelina Vega is supposedly coming back to the WWE. Yeah. Uh, Aleister Black's in better shape. Right? He's supposed to be coming Dude, back my soon. Man was, my man um, I don't. I don't think there was anything else. Uh, I mean, there was, but like, I don't know, nothing. 
We'll just talk about a lot of shit that we watched. Yeah, because I, I mean, I watched a fair amount again. Uh, I watched it all right amount. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I I watched. All right, let's say I watched a lot. I took away a little. Okay. I watched, uh, you know, basic stuff. The the dark side, the biographies, the wrestling we normally do. Uh, didn't really have time, ton of time for everything. So, uh, you know, for anything extracurricular, if you will, I may have. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start with, I don't know what I saw last Thursday. Well, when we record impact this on okay. the literal only takeaway I have from that mm-hmm. was somebody was wearing tights that said mocha skinned manimal. I don't know what that means. Uh, I- yeah, it was, uh, what's his name? Rajit. Oh, it was a wrestler. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mocha skinned manimal. Okay. Um, Yeah. Boy, oh boy. When I saw that, I just thought of the muscle shark, Sean Shirk. <laughs> and yes. uh, the New York baloney, Phil Baroni, uh, he had a day on Twitter today. I don't know. Phil Baroni did. Ooh. I don't follow him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Dropping uh, hard Fs at Dan Hardy. Ooh. Uh-huh. Who's Dan Hardy? He's an MMA fighter. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. Dan Hardy has blood for blood tattoos. Okay. Um, but yeah weird Ugh. still new are they new no they're, okay they're pretty old all right um but yeah the mocha skinned manimal yeah quite the, quite the fucking thing to put on your tights okay uh the next thing that i ended up watching which will i mentioned a little bit before uh the dark side of the ring season three premiere with a two two hour episode about brian pillman yeah so i i watched this uh later than uh, what it was we were gonna. So I think I watched. So I was up real early Saturday, yeah. and I watched it early Saturday morning. Oh, having a bowl of cereal. Oh, what kind of cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Good man. Why well, drive uh, a Chevy when you could drive it for Cadillac? So we're gonna probably cover Dark Side of the Ring every week. Uh, I'd imagine because so. we, we can watch they do a great it and record. Job. Right. Uh, so there may be spoilers for people who don't watch it live. Uh, not really, but it's fine. Uh, if I can convince Michelle to watch more, she'll be back. But. Uh, I think we can. The, the Brian Pillman was two hours, uh, so we didn't get to watch that last week. So I fit it in this week. So let's talk about it. Yeah, dude. Um, so, where before you watch this, like, yes. what was your overall thoughts about Brian Pillman's See, career? This is also where I wanted to start. Okay, because uh, I'm obviously aware of Pillman. Uh, probably first time I ever saw him was against Liger on Nitro. Okay. So I don't actually have that much of a wrestling fandom relationship with Pillman. Okay. Um, he's a guy I have minimal experience with. I knew him. Uh, I, I, you know, I know the stuff. Hollywood Blondes were a little before me. I wasn't watching WCW at all at that time. So like, I didn't really start watching WCW until like that '95 kind of thing. Uh, so I didn't see much of him. Uh, so I remember, you know, I, everybody remembers the gun promo. So when you say him and Liger, that was the first Nitro episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the opener of the, the Mall yeah. of America. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was, that was 95, right? Yeah, I think it was my, so that's, I think it, it was my birthday. Yeah, that's at least the first time. memory of him. Maybe I've seen him before that, but that's my sort of first memory of him. Uh, you know, but I, and I know who he is. I've seen his matches. He's not somebody I ever go back and watch. He's a super talented guy, but like, you know. I didn't know a ton about his life. Okay. Um, outside of the, the 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 general idea of the bad stuff, you know. Okay. Uh, I had no idea that he started as early as he did. 
Yeah. So, did you ever watch the WWE documentary that came out about him years ago called Loose Cannon? No. Okay. So I had that. I think I got it for Christmas one year yeah. as a teenager. But my actual first memories of him are him and Stone Cold on WCW Saturday Night as okay. the Hollywood Blondes. Okay. Um, I always liked them yeah. as a team. I don't know why. Yeah. I just always did. Um, yeah, WCW not on my radar at that time. See, but it's weird because like that's my first memory of him. I don't really remember like the later stuff in WCW when he was in the Horsemen. Yeah. And started doing the loose cannon stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember him in WWF. Right. I remember him getting pilmanized. Of right. course, like you said, the right. gun promo is the most right. one of those infamous things ever in yes. wrestling. Um, you know, I remember him with the Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I remember the stuff with Goldust. My yeah, right. My image of him is always in a leather jacket. Like that's that leather dude. You know, oh. that that's the pillman in my brain. So like I, I knew about Pillman. Yeah, I knew he played for the Bengals. I knew, yeah, you know. and then when I bought that loose cannon DVD, yeah, I was I fell in love with Brian Pillman. Okay, uh, you know, I had a lot about his early stuff. Like I knew about all the surgeries with the polyps. Yeah, uh, him playing for the Bengals. He was on like the Suicide Squad. They called it. Mm-hmm. Um, him up in Calgary. They showed like him and ECW on mm-hmm. on the uh, the DVD and everything. Right. Um, you know, so I'm a big fan of Brian Pillman. Yeah. Uh, and seeing this, like, man, it just kind of really, uh, it, it fucking bummed me out. It's heartbreaking. It, it's tough because, and I'm just talking specifically from a, um, not, uh, you know, I, I didn't know like, a lot of stuff about the, his kids and the, right. the, like the early wife and everything. Um, but I knew, like, I, I, Remember as a kid when he died? Yeah. Because I, I kind of mm-hmm. got it, but didn't, you know? Because sure. I was, like, one of the first, like, wrestler deaths mm-hmm. at that age. Like, yeah. that young, like, with, mm-hmm. like still active in a company. That they'd, have, can... to, that they'd have to address live on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, drag his poor widow 24 hours after he died onto television. Right. Um, uh, this, the, dark, the Dark Side of the Ring makes it a little less poor widow. <laughs> Well, well, when when you learn about things, yes. oh god, what a yeah, ugh. Um, but man, does it fucking bum me out because you look at Pillman and dude, that loose cannon character was fucking genius. Yes, it was genius. Sure, he you know he passed away like kind of as that attitude era was starting, right. And like they said, could you imagine if he was healthy, him and Austin feuding during the attitude era, just the promos alone, right? Like, he right, would have crazy. fit yeah, right sure. the fuck in. And people were like, he would have been one of the top guys in that company. Absolutely. Um, I love going back and, you know, the I respect you, Booker, man. Yep. Him grabbing Heenan. Uh-huh. Dude. I, I was shocked to know that that, that, like, that's, I mean, obviously Heenan slipped up and, oh, yeah. and said the F word, but, like, that it was unplanned, that he wasn't supposed to yeah. do that to Heenan. Like, he was just doing stuff. And, like, Heenan got legit hot about it. Oh, yeah. It. yeah. Um, dude, that first ecw promo Mm -hmm. dude when he like it's so crazy because i i actually went back and i watched the promo again today yeah and it's like that crowd is going fucking crazy for him and then he realized it and he fucking turns on him yep like when he's just like you smart fucking marks i'm like like that crowd just fucking hates him after that and i'm like guy's a genius right he knew what he was doing he got it so, um, yeah. but yeah uh, i love pillman man. it was a crazy thing so I mean, we jump all over the place here but like like the we'll talk about the face stabbing but um 
which they glossed over on the show on the episode. They just mentioned it briefly. Um, oh, God. But uh, that whole thing, like where where even the wrestlers weren't sure if it was a work or not. That's crazy. And man. the fans saying that like the car accident was a work. So that he can go and get plastic surgery to look like Shawn Michaels. Like, what the fuck? Like, that is a crazy career to, to, work, to work everyone that much up to think that all of that is yeah. a shoot. Like, how even Austin was like, I didn't ask him if it was a work. I didn't right. want to know. Right. Like, because everybody was convinced that mm-hmm. this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, dude. Um, what a crazy fucking life. And... Um, I know like, we've said things about, like, Brian Jr. with mm-hmm. his weird opinions on things. But sure. then, you know, you watch something like this and you really think, like, man, that dude, he, that kid's had a tough life. Right. When he's talking about, like, I didn't know how to catch a football. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to throw a baseball. Right. I'm like, fuck, man. Right. Uh, and, uh, of course, God bless Linda Pillman. <laughs> right. Linda Pillman is a, saint. is a saint <laughs> of a woman. Uh, so just things. Uh, first thing that really made me laugh in this episode was when Kim Wood, the who was sort of the the breakout star of this thing, yeah, his former strength Everybody coach, kept him Red Foreman, uh, said that uh, when he just says, "Go check out that heart bunch in Calgary." Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's all right. Uh, and then uh, they really glossed over Rache- the Rochelle face stabbing, which they just mentioned it really briefly and moved on. Very crazy. Very weird. That's the, it's insane, dude. Uh. And then right from the jump, you know immediately that Melanie is fucking nuts. Well, so I have, I mean, I honestly haven't seen a picture of her since right. she was on Raw. Right. And when I, when, as soon as she came on, I went, whoa, boy. And she, it, probably the most that everybody's talking about, uh, aside from Pillman's career, is her ta- just, you know, all the things she did, the, the uh, calling Pillman's ex and telling her to kill herself and that the kids didn't love her and. Ugh. All that kind of crazy stuff, which is that's just evil shit. It's evil, evil shit. Uh, they also don't mention so like they don't get too deep, and not that they need to, but like at some point, Rochelle loses custody and visitation of the kids. Yeah, but they don't explain why or how. And so, well, for they- me, so just my experience is when I was a kid, I was in the systems with my parents fighting back and forth, and like. My experience with the court was that they always side with the mother, right? The courts for a long time felt that the mother, that kids need their moms more constantly, right? And I know that they were all messed up, but so was Brian and Melanie. So the fact that the, that they that at some point a court was just like, yeah, the guy who's on the road 300 days a year and this crazy woman uh, can get the kids is just that I want. I was like, man, what what? How bad were they? To, for them to think that Brian Pillman and Melanie were a better idea at well, that point. Well, they, they, they did talk about it because they said, like, uh, you know, Rochelle had mental issues mm-hmm. and she dealt with a lot of depression. Right. And, like, Wendy even said, she goes, Brian had the money for the lawyers. Right. And, like, right. you're just going to keep it held up in court because he yes. can keep paying. She can't. Right. Uh, Melanie at the time, like, she wasn't, like, a, a drug addict or anything. No, but she know? was telling Rochelle to kill herself. Yeah, but you on- can't. You on, can't prove that in the court. You though. can. They, she said it was on answering machines and stuff and phone calls. And yeah. yeah it's, I just was like. I just look at Brian. Michelle had, must have been really bad. Yeah. Like, when they, like do they don't get into that, obviously. Yeah. But like, you know, Brian had a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So right then and there, most courts are going to go, okay, you look at all the money. Like, you can provide for all these kids. Right. You know? uh, but then it was just it was just brief. And it's from my own experience in the in that system. 
in court in front of a judge with both parents arguing and that all that fucking nonsense. Like they just said she missed a visit and disappeared before they ever filed for custody. So like I understand, you know, she had her issues, but like, man, and maybe it was the right decision at the time. I guess it was. But uh, Melanie sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no so, doubt. But, um, I mean, obviously she got really fucked up after Brian left. Right. Well, after Brian died, I should say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, fucking I, – I do feel for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they are getting the kids some didn't sort of have much residuals. of a relationship with each other either. Because um, they weren't ever shot together. Yeah, they were. Were they? Yeah. They were, yeah, like towards the end when they were with Linda. And they're all looking at pictures. And oh, okay. Were they all there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's okay. three of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they, they were all interviewed separately. Brian's the only one who even bothers to talk to Melanie. Yeah, he's the only one. Well, yeah, because Brittany's like, well, that's not my mom. And uh, right. Danny's like, it's not my mom either. So right. I have no, there's no connection right. there, true. you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, they're all close with Linda. And like yeah. they say, like, Mother's Day, they're with Linda. You mm-hmm. know, they're not with right. Melanie. But, right. but either way, man, um, Brian Pillman was the fucking man. And yeah. uh, it really, like... What was he, 34 when he died? Something like that, yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, my, one of my favorite things in the whole documentary, too, is that Eric Bischoff will not admit that he was duped. I <laughs> know, I love it. <laughs> he, you, you were 100% tricked. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Yeah. Pillman got you. Well, and it makes me think of the ECW promo when Pillman's like, he's a fucking mark. Right. Like, <laughs> and then on this documentary, he's like, oh, can you trick me? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. He got totally you. Tricked he got you, pal. He got you in the same way, the same way that Hulk Hogan was like, in the Macho Man episode was like, they weren't trying to steal that match. And then Steamboat, the next segment, the next second was like, we were trying to steal that match. Yeah. It was the same way Bischoff was like, he didn't trick me, okay? Yeah. I knew it was going No, you didn't. That you got reminds fucking, you me. Got, you got tricked, and it's one of the greatest tricks in wrestling Dude, ever. Dude, and that's why Brian Pillman was a genius. Right. Uh, that reminds me, in that Macho Man documentary, Bischoff's like come out since then, and he's been, he, right. he was like, if I knew Bubba Love Sponsors in that documentary, I would have told him to go fuck yeah. himself. Yep. He hates him. Right. Rightfully so. Right. And he said if, if he knew that that was the direction they were going to go, him and his wife wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Right. He's like, because Randy was my friend. Oh, of course. Right. Um, all right. Moving on here. Uh, so, SmackDown on Friday. Oh, did I say this? But the gun, the gun promo is still insane. I can't oh, believe that crazy. was on TV. It's still nuts. Well, like they even show Vince apologizing for it on Livewire. Right. Like, fucking it's crazy. It's fucking nuts, yeah. dude. Bananas. Bananas. Oh, my God. But. And, Cor- and Cornette, as much as I hate him, he's a piece of shit. Uh, him crying at the phone call, you know, it's tough man, it's tough, dude. Fucking Pillman, Pillman nine one one, baby. A lot of guys in wrestling have uh, have been touched by a lot of horrible, horrible events, oh. uh, and have uh, one way or another informed the rest of their lives. Pil- Pillman so. nine millimeter <laughs> means I just blew your ass to hell. What Yikes. a fucking like, dude. I've been because I've been looking on eBay and shit, right? Pillman stuff, mm-hmm. and like they, I, they somebody you order the micro brawler. No, huh. I, I thought I just, about it just to flip it I to th- get a Terry Funk. I thought about it just to have it because it's it, yeah, it's like based off that ECW right. promo, and, right. and that's cool. Um, but literally, there was the Pillman shirt on WWF on the back says, I don't call 911. What a crazy time in the world. Um, yes. So SmackDown did a uh, SmackDown old school episode. Did they have the giant fist? No, it was CGI'd in. They CGI'd the fist. Yeah. So here's here's my problem. It's not hanging in the fucking warehouse. They couldn't they couldn't wheel out like Nick <laughs> Foley to try and buy it off somebody uh, on an episode. And yo, I watched the episode of that again this week, and I've decided, yeah, I'm not watching this anymore. Uh, so the funniest thing I've been thinking about that. 
I have not watched another episode of that. And I said I liked it. And you've watched every one. I haven't watched no, one since that I didn't first watch the one. one. Well, yeah, but I didn't, I said I was like I liked the first one. You were like you didn't like it. And I was like I'll probably still watch it. I had fun with it. I have not watched another one since that first one and you Well, have. the, the second one was good cuz it was yeah. Kane and Taker. It was just Kane like in his basement. He's just like, "Hey, yeah. look at all my shit." And <laughs> Taker's like, "Hey, look at all my shit in my storage bin." Yeah. There wasn't any interacting with some fucking weirdos. This one, like with Booker T, there was more yeah. interact, and I was like, "I'm done. I don't care about this." Who has Booker T stuff? It was one of the, the same guy who had Foley's uh, Cactus Jack. Oh, really? Yeah, same guy. Oh, so they're just not they just lining him up outside his house, going and buy stuff off this yeah, dude. What yeah. did he have? Harlem Heat outfit? What did he have? King uh, Booker cape? No, yeah, he had the King Booker black cape, which he only ever wore mm. once. Which, like, well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, later. Um, so SmackDown did an old school thing, but it was yeah. weird because it was like showing like '80s stuff. Like, yeah, like the old, like, WWF, like... Old school SmackDown's, like, well, that's 1990... What, that's what I have her SmackDown old school, 1999. 99. Yeah. Like, that's... What are we doing? Um, I mean, it was, it was 22 years ago. But, like, why are you showing shit from, like... Right. Like, why are you showing Hogan? Like, yeah. like Hulkamania Hogan. Weird. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but they did show clips of the first ever main event on okay. SmackDown, which was Trips and Rock for the WWF title. Okay. And I completely forgot about the match because this is where uh, Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. Yes. He's wearing the short little bikers and he's sweet chin music's The Rock. Yeah. And then I was just like, hmm, no wonder why The Rock hates you. <laughs> you asshole. It's all because of them shorts. Um, they Dude, they even threw in uh, like a, an Ico Pro commercial. Really? Yeah. Weird. And did like the ice cream bar commercial. Okay. Um, Michael Cole was wearing like a, a Canadian tuxedo like he used to do all just uh-huh. pure denim. Okay. I'm like, all right. Um, let's see. What else do I have from SmackDown? Only two other things. Uh, number one, Bailey. Okay. That's all I have to say. Okay. Uh, and number two, the stuff with Roman and the Usos mm-hmm. is so good. Why? Wow, what's going on now? So they Jimmy, turn on him yet? Jimmy Uso came back this week. Okay. And he was like questioning Roman like real bad. He's like Jay, like uh-huh. what? What are you doing? Yeah. And like like uh, Roman like confronts him and stuff, and he's like, listen, I'm not a bitch. Like, I'm not listening to you. And he's like, Jay, like, we're supposed to be tacting champs. Like, you're my brother. Yeah. I love you. And they showed clips of from back in October when uh, Jay was – or Jimmy was saving Jay in a hell in a cell against Roman. And Roman's like, I'm sorry. Like, got down. He's like, fake crying. And then puts Jimmy in the guillotine. Yeah. And won't let go until Jay surrenders. Mm. <laughs> um, they shoved him off a cage. Um, different. No, no, sorry. different show. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, dude, I – telling you. If even if you don't watch the whole show, man, yeah, that's all I have. Just dude, for the Uwa, man. Just for the Roman stuff, he okay. is fucking killing it. Yeah, good. Um, that's all I had from SmackDown. Okay. Uh, but I did end up watching from New Japan Strong this Ooh, week. Oh, me too. Which airs Friday nights at 10 p.m. Friday on New nights. Japan World. Oh, 10 p.m. Um, I didn't watch the first two matches because I just didn't. Uh, but the yeah. main event was John Moxley teaming up with Chris Dickinson. Yes, going up against. Mr. Blue Justice himself, Yuji Nagata. Yes. More on that later. And Ren Narita. It was interesting interesting to me. Interesting to me. It's interesting to me to see people tweeting about Blue Justice and getting a bunch of like uh police bots like saying, like, yeah. yeah really? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh God, that's the wrong Blue Justice. Uh yo, for like a ten minute match, yeah. this thing fucking kicked ass. It was. So uh so who who's been beating up poor Ren Narita? Well, listen, Rendery is on excursion. Yes. And uh, my man's training with Mr. Shibata. Because it looks like somebody ran a pizza cutter across his chest. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. he's probably just getting chopped right. by Shabbat right. all right. the chopped time. Circles. Right, uh, but yeah, so that was the first thing. Also, who's who does commentary for this? Kevin Kelly. Yes, recognize that voice. And uh, Alex Kozlov. Okay. So Alex Kozlov, he teamed with Rocky Romero. Mm-hmm. They're the junior heavy junior heavyweight tag team champs. Okay. Um, oh, he used to wear like a scally cap or something, didn't he? Yes. So he's so he's a Canadian gentleman. Uh, I don't think he's Canadian. Because to me, he sounds he sounds. Uh, it's more so supposed to be Russian. Oh, really? Because he yeah. sounds like not Kevin Owens to me. <laughs> See, now, whenever I hear Everrise talk, that's how I feel. Right. My move, they are truly Canadian. But uh, What was his name? Vladimir? Uh, no, no, not Vladimir Kozlov. You're going to get something way <laughs> different there, my friend. Uh, no, uh, Alex Kozlov. Alex Kozlov. Yo, do you remember Sylvester Turkai? Yeah. I thought about him for the other day. And I'm okay. Like, like, wow, that was a thing. Yeah. And then I went down a weird rabbit hole. And I saw clips of Kenzo Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And he was tag team champs at one point with Rene Dupree. And Rene Dupree right now is one half of the Noah tag team champs. Really? <laughs> yeah. Rene Dupree still wrestles? Yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alex Kozlov is Moldovan. Okay. So there you go. But I swear, to me, he sounds like Kevin Owens. That was driving me nuts. He's terrible on commentary. Yeah. See, terrible. It's, it's weird with New Japan Strong because, like, there's not even that underlying pipe in crowd noise. Yeah. And it is just pure silence. Yes. Which is fine because you get to hear John Moxley call uh, Yuji Nagata a motherfucker about 15 times. <laughs> right. Which is great. Uh, um, but yeah, dude, I thought it was I thought it was real fun. It that sucks match. that this is only on New Japan World. I think they could get some traction with this if it was on TV somewhere. Yeah. Uh or um, do they, they don't show it on their Roku channel. No, the there. Roku's like only like See, they should figure stuff. that out because I think they'd be especially with Moxley. I think they'd get some traction because it is still hard Japan. to sign up for New Japan World and all, all, like, all is, that. It is. It's a process. But um, I figured it out. But it, it right, is a process. Right. So uh, obviously they let Ren take the pin. Oh, of course. And I think he looked good. I think he needs to put on a little more size, but I think he looked Ren really Rita good. Ren is going to be something. Right. I, I agree with that. So I have a question for you, though. Yes, sir. When I say the words Nagata Lock to you, well, now, what is it? There's different Nagata Locks. I know there is, but what's your what? When I so, say Nagata Lock, what's you your say, Nagata Lock? Uh, when you say Nagata Lock to me, it's the like the reverse figure four. Thank you. It's an inverted figure Come four. Come on, brother. That's the original. Come on, and I know brother. he has like the chicken wing. He's got like four of them. The cross face is the Nagata Lock three. Right, but uh, I was like, they call it, they didn't specify on the thing, and they were like Nagata Lock, and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, I've been. I, I I saw the Nagata Lock in 1997, and no, or 98. I'm like, no, that's not the Nagata Lock. And then I looked it up, and he's got a bunch of one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, Yuji. Uh, it's like the Tiger Driver. More on Yuji later, uh, because this is the very Yuji centric episode. Absolutely, it is. Uh, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it being a Yuji centric episode. This match was fun. Ten minute tag match to hype up for the for his AW AWA AEW yeah. debut. Yo, everybody they kicked the shit out of each other. Yes. It was everybody in the match yes. beat each other up. It was great. That's yes. what I love. Yes. Uh so the next thing that I ended up watching was uh the mm. Booker T documentary. Uh, I watched that last night and today, but let's talk about it. All right. So that was part of the biography series that's been on A and E. Yes. Um Listen, I'm not the biggest Booker T fan. I wasn't going to watch it. 
I told you this before. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Booker T fan. <laughs> um, like, the King Booker stuff was kind of around the time where I was in and out of wrestling, yep. like, in, in, out of WWE. Yes. Um, I love Harlem Heat. Me too. Harlem Heat's actually one of my favorite tag teams. Listen, the, the closing of WCW affected me in a very real way. Yeah. That was my company. Absolutely. And then, uh, 2002, I graduated high school, went to college, uh, broke his shit, wasn't really watching wrestling, wasn't really doing much of anything. Uh, so, like, I wasn't really watching a ton of wrestling in that mid-2000s. Um, so, I missed a lot of this stuff. It's an interesting time period. Yes. But, I like you, I love Harlem Heat um, from... From the go, from the jump with those guys. It's on like uh, neck bone. Great tag team, cool moves. Uh, the Harlem Hangover is fantastic. Dude, I remember the first time like seeing him do it, I'm like, how is he not breaking a guy's face? Right. Uh, the bookend can go to hell. Yeah, because that was like the when WCW was trying to make him like The Rock. Right. Uh, and then they had him wrestle The Rock, and they're doing yeah. du- dueling back and forth. Not interested. Um, but I, I, I wasn't going to watch this be- because of that. I know some stuff about Booker. I'm not the biggest Booker T fan. Uh, and I, I really enjoy this. It's, it's a great palate cleanser compared to what they did to Macho Man in that half a hit job. Agreed. Uh, and his story is crazy. And it's it's a good, happy wrestling ending, which you don't what get a, a ton of. What a rough life he had in the right? beginning. Crazy, dude. Like, right. his mom dying at a young age. His, and- his, yeah, his dad died when he was real young. Yeah. Or, or ran off or whatever it was, 10 months old, whatever he said. Yeah. And his mom died when he was like 13 or whatever. Uh, crazy stuff. Him and his sister, uh, older sister, which if you look at them now, I was like, older sister? I know, right? Because he's like 56. Yeah. Um, and uh, just that whole story. Uh, watching them in Harlem Heat when I was younger, I did not know they were actual brothers. No, no. Okay, I didn't think they were. I thought they were just a tag team that said they were brothers. Suckers got to know, right? Uh, but uh, really fun story, like really crazy story. Good gets into wrestling. I like the stories of that sort of like you're just a big dude and somebody sees you someday and they're like you should probably check wrestling Isn't that out. Great, I love uh, it. I think. How about I, them getting Ivan Putzky? Right, that was wild. right. And Putzky looking, Putzky like eighty yeah. years old, looking good. Polish power. Uh, it's funny to think. I was thinking about this too while watching this. It's not Booker T related necessarily, but seeing Putzky and thinking like, man, wrestlers were smaller. And then they got way bigger in the Hogan era, and now they're getting small again. Because Putzky's not a tall guy. Kevin Sullivan's not a tall guy. They were beefy. Like, they worked out like crazy, worked out like crazy to get real big. But, like, they weren't tall dudes, but they were little powerhouses. I want to make a comment about Scott Putzky, but I don't know if he's alive, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but um, I also was thinking about it. It made me think, like, was wrestling better when they just yes. found random guys on the street. Was wrestling better when? Yes. Yes, right. That's it. But, like, like, I think it happens in a lot of other places, too. But, like, you know, Booker T liked professional wrestling, but never was – he wasn't like, I'm going to become a professional wrestler, right? Um, so, and he got into it later in life. And you hear about those stories. You hear about the Road Warriors being bouncers. You hear, you know, all they just find these big guys out, and they're like, you should come be a wrestler. We need you. And it just makes me think, like, does that life experience bring something to wrestling that makes wrestling better? Because now, and I, I like, so. and I like a lot of wrestling now. But like Johnny Gargano grew up, and his whole life he was like, I want to be a professional wrestler. You know, a lot of these guys start as kids; they're similar to us in age. 
Uh, and they're like, I, I watch Hulk Hogan, I watch Macho Man, I watch WCW, I watch Rey Mysterio even. And then they're like, I want to be a wrestler. So their whole goal, their whole life is to be a wrestler. Whereas the generation before them, uh, or maybe two generations before them, were like bouncers and fight, like legit, like... Look at, look at bare, Kevin Nash. Right. Bare knuckle <laughs> fighters, bodyguards, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And they're just found in the wild. And like, you should come be a wrestler because well, you look, because you'll be impressive. Well, look at case in point, Brian Pillman. Right. He's a fucking pro football right. player. Like, right. he just blew his knee out and that's it. Right. You know, he had no ties to wrestling at right. all. Um, it makes for an interesting, like, comparison about sort of the where wrestling was as a, as a sport, as a TV show, as entertainment, then compared to now. And how you sort of have to sort of it had to have morphed into this sort of chore more choreographed more sports entertainment style because these people grew up you know wanting to be wrestlers so they analyzed it and they learned about it and they knew what was going on before they ever stepped in a ring whereas you get a guy even like Booker T who gets into a ring and they're like you're gonna work twelve hours a day and I'm gonna stretch the shit out of you dude I love that clip of him running the ropes as GI bro right and it looked so awkward. Right, um, when he gets the one step, he's doing the hop yeah. over, it's the one step. You're yeah. like, Pillman, you're a football player, go see Stu Hart. And it's like, what happens? Stu Hart puts you in a submission for seven hours. If okay. you come back the next day, you can be a wrestler. <laughs> so, like, it, it's just an interesting sort of parallel. Get but, right, back to Booker T. 26 Wendy's. Dude, that was crazy. crazy. The same Wendy's, 26 times. 26 Wendy's robberies. Holy yeah. fuck. Crazy. Um, But, yeah, dude, like... Uh, again, like, uh, not, I was never the bigger Booker T fan. My favorite thing is Harlem Heat. Right. I'm uh, shocked of, that they addressed the Hogan promo. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Harlem Heat, uh, let me just let me just get this out here. Uh, retroactively. Sup, Sensational Sherry. <laughs> Yo. Yes. Sup, Sherry. <sighs> Scary Sherry. Scary Sherry. Goddamn Any right. Sherry. <laughs> take them all. You'll take them all your hardcore. Take them all hardcore. My biggest takeaway, though, from the Booker T documentary, yes, is one of my favorite all-time quotes from one Mr. Kevin Nash. Okay, he talks about the end of WCW. Uh huh. And you know, like Booker's like, "Oh man, you know, like they're talking about last Nitro," and it's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do, Booker? Like it's the end of the end of the road." And he's like, "I'm going to WWF. What do you think I'm doing?" Right. And Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. The patron saint, the good place hall of famer. Shout out, uh, Marcus and Tim, final wrestling place. It's me with the best quote ever. I sat home for 17 months and I got paid bank. <laughs> I love you, right. Kevin Nash. It's like Booker and Dally wanted to go wrestle. Yeah. I got paid bank. Right. Because <laughs> he's the smartest man to ever enter the business. He's the smartest man ever. Right. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right. God, like, right. even when he's not trying to steal the show, he always steals my heart. Always. Uh, but yeah, that's all I had from that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I didn't, I didn't watch Raw at all. Uh, nope. Let's see. I got that one, Dark Side Pillman. All I got is NXT and AEW. Same dude. That's it. All right. Uh. So Let's talk it out, pal. NXT, my takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing another In Your House. Yep. And they said it's hosted by Todd Pettengill. All right. Uh, that always makes me real happy. Right. Hopefully they put a mullet on him. <laughs> you goddamn right. Right. Um, Hit Row. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. I think it's cool. Bring a little different flavor right. to it. Right. I like it. Uh, I I love the promo. It, it it felt very old school. Like, let me know who they are, why they're here, yeah. and walk away. 
I I just have a bad taste in my mouth with the big dude because he's on that treasure show. Yeah, but that's all right. But what was, you his, know what? what was his name? Uh, a lot of money. No, I don't know. I just remember. I think his name on the show is like AJ Francis. Yeah, but AJ he had Dillon. like a not JJ Dillon, but AJ. He had Dillon. like a something big, big money something because I something yeah. he had a name. Oh, it was hey cousin to Hootie was wearing red overalls and that made me happy. Right, right. Uh, let's see. And we get a we get a uh, a lady also that yeah. I was very interested in. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm gonna say the next thing. I'm gonna say four words to you. Okay. Why Ted DiBiase? Why? <laughs> yes, that made me real happy. Is Ted gonna bring an IRS at some point? I hope so. And like I said uh, to you, that like they got, I think they should bring in a new guy as Ted's million dollar champion, and he should wrestle uh, Cameron Grimes for the the title and for money and do work that whole gimmick. Bring in? I don't know. You know, like I, I don't know. Top um, dollar. Is the guy's name okay? Because that's what he gets better uh, than Simo Dallas. Yes, B Fab, Brandy, and Swerve Scott and the Adonis. Yeah, no, that's cousin to Hootie. It's cousin right. to Hootie all the way. Yeah, uh, but I, I did. I really like that. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, camera grabs still feel with Ted DiBiase. Yes, let's uh, let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't you didn't have anything else before that? Those parts of the show that you wanted to talk about? No. Did you watch the uh, MSK Berzongo match? I was in and out. Did you see the ref spot? Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It reminded me of like the, like, good, the good old days of Chikara. Reminded me of Chikara. Right. Exactly. The good old days of Chikara. Uh, <laughs> it was like somebody took a playbook or a page out of uh, Bryce's playbook. Right. And that's that's uh, D.A. Brewer who's always given shit to nonsensical referees on Twitter. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is, but all right. He's he's the NXT ref who's always quoting about someone, another referee's extracurricular oh, oh, activities. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right, uh, including yeah. t- including retweeting about the referee who came to fill in because there were a referee short on Tuesday. Hmm. I uh, hope that's a permanent thing. I hope that guy fucks off forever. Right. Um, uh, also, I fast forward through most of the first hour. Uh, Raquel Mercedes Martinez seemed off. Yeah, I didn't they, like they it. They didn't have very good chemistry. Yeah, I just, uh, I it think was very meh. I, I, Mercedes Mercedes is a very good worker, but that it, it overexposes Raquel a little bit. Um, I was hoping it would be better. Um, but yeah, not, not so great. No, I agree. I like, I watched it and I was just, nah, it, yeah, it was right. there. I didn't think it was yeah. that good. Um, I did like, uh, only Lorcan versus Kyle O'Reilly. I thought that was a pretty good match. I watch it. No, no. Nope. Oh man. That was pretty good. Yeah. They kicked the shit out mm-hmm. of each other. Lots of, uh, hard chops and slaps. Okay. Um, cool guy, Kyle. He's still rocking on. Yeah. Rocking in the free world, brother. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know that I need to watch an Oni Lorcan match. It was, it was good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. All right. Um, and then the last thing I liked from the show was uh, Kushida Escobar. Yep. That was fucking great. Uh, really liked it. It's exactly what you get out of these guys. Uh, I think we were all kind of hoping that Escobar losing the title would elevate him to a different picture, and it's not. He's still no. kind of sticking around, so I still don't know why they took it off of him. Uh, uh, like, what are you going to do with Kushida? I don't know. Have, well, him, have him chase the heel a little bit more. You know, I just, yeah. I, I I have that issue. I have that issue again later, later in the next show. I feel like sometimes there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes. Um, my pet peeve in this match, and it's a wrestling pet peeve, is uh, Kushida had Escobar in a, in a hold, and Escobar was going towards the ropes. 
and he went to reach out for the ropes and his arm went under the ropes, but he was past them. And the referee didn't call for a breakage until he grabbed the ropes. That's a wrestling pet peeve for me. If you're under those ropes, that that hold needs to be broken. And that was that bothered me. I didn't even notice. It, 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 it's because it, it, it literally it doesn't matter. But it's a wrestling pet peeve for me. So yeah, dude. Uh, I thought the match was fucking great. It was though. Yes. fun. Two out of three falls. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Escobar immediately tapping to an armbar. Yep. Because like, will hey, tear your arm off. Because right. that's a legit thing that will fucking hurt you. Yes. Wrestling needs more of that, damn it. Um, yeah, I think you know. I think the show started pretty good and it ended pretty good, but the middle was. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think the star the star of the show is Hit Row. I really I, I'm excited I, for Hit Row. That's funny because that's a running theme on the next thing I watched. AEW Dynamite. Yes. Uh, this shit, dude. Moxie Nagata mm-hmm. was fucking so fulfilling to me as a wrestling fan. Right. Um. I love that they got the split screen to start. Yes. I love you got to see the walkout right. from the back. I love that Naren Narita was with Nagata yep. as a second. And then Eddie came out with Mox. Dude, right. it made me so fucking happy. Um, I love that Mox used Wild Thing. So, uh, you know, Tony Khan's just out here fucking throwing right. so, dollars. So, Damn. a lot of people online complaining about what the use of Wild Thing. I didn't see Brett, anybody complaining about I did. About I saw it. people really? saying, like, this is dumb. What was wrong with this old music? Blah, blah, blah. Your Twitter feed might be different than mine, then. <laughs> Why did he use Wild Thing, Brett? It's fucking Onita. Right. It's Onita's yeah. music. It's a tribute to Onita. 100%. And I saw people saying, like, this is dumb. I don't John get it. John Moxley loves Onita. And I want to be like, this is a, a very clear and obvious tribute yeah. to Onita. Yeah. Uh, this is what it should be. He was be. wearing the Onita leather jacket when right. he came out for that barbed wire match right. against Omega. It's, it's what on. it should be. It was clearly... Uh, people were complaining about it? Yeah, really? I saw, I saw people bitching about it. I didn't I yeah. didn't see any of that. I mean, then again, I was also trying to stay off her and actually watch it. Right. It, it's So I didn't watch it till much later. So yeah. uh, I was recording my episode of the A show. Oh. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I saw some people like it's, it is an older song. You know, that's that's the original version. That's the Trogs. The that's, Trogs, you know, man. Yeah, that's from when Jr. was a kid. Well, I laughed even when it was playing. Jr. just goes, "Is that the Trogs?" Right. <laughs> uh, so even Onita uses a, a more modern version of it. Well, he uses uh, Joan Jett's does, version. Was it yeah. Joan Jett's version that yeah. he uses? Uh, which is a great version. It's literally one of my favorite entrances ever is him at the Tokyo Dome. Right. And the fans just throwing garbage at him and right. let him light up the right sing. Up the, yeah, ripping oh, the heater all the way. It's the, the best. Because Onita's ever. the coolest. But, um, yeah, so uh, I, I I really like that because as soon as I heard it, I immediately was like, oh, he wants to be Onita. Yeah. And who doesn't? Of course. Yeah. Uh, dude, match itself was fine. It went like, what, 12 minutes-ish? Yeah. Uh, Moxley won, obviously. Yes. You knew it was going to happen. But I felt so fucking good for Yuji. Like, he got such a big pop when he came right. out. Uh, you know, crowd was cheering for him. You know, he looked good. He does not look 53 years no, old. No, not at all, man. But he looked good. Yes. Uh, man, it made me so... Like, even at the end of it, I'm like, dude, this... Like, it actually... When wrestling is good... Right. God damn, well, there's nothing and better. Shivani's talking about... It's been, you know, the 20... 22, 22 years. 22 years. They talked about the feud with Ultimo, with yeah. Sonny Ono, like, they, which is we'll, more on that later also. But, like, that is a strong standing point for me and my wrestling fandom because that, that was right there uh, for it all. Like, it was cool to hear that kind of stuff. To You know, uh, WWE can throw as many, you know, retro nights and throwback episodes they want. But AEW having Tony there, having JR there, actually acknowledge that stuff existed other than them in the past and i like that so 
I find it is kind of funny that you say that because on NXT on a Kushida's like little placard or whatever, yeah, like accomplishments, six time IWGP Light yeah. Heavyweight Championship. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that they Good. did that. Um, but yeah, man, like the match, it was just exactly what I the wanted. Solid professional wrestling, beat each other up, right? You know, uh, New Japan style, New Japan pace, yeah. Uh, you know, so it stands out. It's not like much like anything else on the show. Yeah. Uh, did uh, yeah. did you read the article that Moxie did the interview with Sports Illustrated about it this week and how it made it happen? No. Oh man, it's pretty cool. So he's talking about um when he was over for Wrestle Kingdom in uh tw- beginning of 2020. You know yeah. when things could happen uh-huh. and when he wrestled Suzuki at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. And he said he's like, yeah, first match I was watching and Nagata was in it. He's like, I look out and this guy's just kicking the shit out of guys and i'm like whoa like yeah. nagata can still go like that yeah and he said he went up to gato and he was like gato new japan booker and he said hey i want to work nagata yeah. and gato's like oh okay like yeah. you know we'll see what, what can mm-hmm. happen um and it's just since this new japan aw kind of partnership is happening right, right. now right uh it came together, and originally it was just going to be Nagata versus Mox on New Japan Strong, and Mox told Tony Khan about it, and yeah. Tony Khan said, fuck it, why don't we get it on Dynamite? Yeah. And Mox was like, well, if we could do it, right. and Tony Khan made it happen. Yeah. Uh, and like he said, he goes, you do not know how many text messages I got this week from people that don't really like text me that much mm-hmm. to guys in every single company that were like, holy shit, you get to work Yuji Nagata. <laughs> right. Like, that's right. That's crazy. He's a legend. So that Yuji is this interesting case. And again, this is a very Yuji-centric episode, and I'm completely fine with that. Absolutely. But this is a guy who uh, in WCW was young, was, was only in the business a few years. Yeah. Um, you know, doesn't hit his prime until a few years later. No. So like he's he's in WCW essentially on excursion, kinda not really I don't think, but it's like like a half it, but excursion. It's, it's still the very beginnings of his career, um, you know, and still in my brain. Even though Nagata's Blue Justice, when I close my eyes and picture him, he has gold kick pads um, with with the, the weird shoulder pads coming right. out. Yeah, so same dude. But like uh, he's a le- he's legit a guy, a Japanese wrestler who I saw. Very early in his career, and then he built his legend after that. Well, and it's it's funny because Moxley talks about that too yeah. in the interview. Like he says, he's like, you know, he was around WCW early. He goes, right. but like people don't realize the legendary career that right. Yuji Nagata's had. Right. You know, unless you were really paying attention, well, he's the, he's the only man to win the G One, the Champions Carnival, and whatever the hell Noah calls their thinger. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the Champions Carnival from all Ed, Japan. Ed, Ed, uh, Ed Cody would be able to tell you that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, he, he re- his prime was the era where those guys would sort of float around a little more and defend the honor of the promotion they're with and other promotions. So there's a lot of dream matches in his career. And he's just, the dude's, the dude's a real legend. He said he wants to wrestle till he's 70. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool to me. He's very good on Twitter. Always talks about how tired he is and how he's the oldest fifty-three-year-old. Yes. But he will never give up, right? Except for today, he's like, "No, I'm I'm tired." Yes, <laughs> he's very fatigued. But uh, yeah, it, I loved seeing him on AEW, and that was the opener. It made, it made me so happy, like, right. dude. At the end, when they were bowing to each right. other, it legit was like a feel-good moment for me for wrestling, right? right. Because. I love Yuji Nagata. I love Japanese wrestling. I love John Moxley. Yes. That dude, again, his stock is just blown through the fucking stratosphere. Right. Um, 
you know, I still go back to when somebody said during Mania Weekend, this is the man that has killed and eaten Dean Ambrose. <laughs> right. Well, and, like, what a, I saw somebody tweet about it. I said, but, like, uh, what a great – he bet on himself and what a great decision it was. Absolutely. He's living his best life in professional wrestling yeah. and getting paid for it and getting over. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't always happen. Usually you got to pick. Well, so uh, since we're talking about people, you know, betting on themselves. Okay. Uh, this great, awesome fucking opening of the show, uh-huh. the next segment mm-hmm. was a Cody Rhodes promo. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people like to talk about Cody bet on himself. Did he? And Cody did the work. Did he? Um, I, I'm going to take a, a quote from a uh, professional football coach, Barry Switzer. Some people are born on third base and go through life thinking they hit a triple. Yes. With this fucking promo, first of all, the weird, like, American, I don't know, I don't even want to call it patriotism. Right. Listen, Na- nationalism. Listen, listen, <laughs> uh, listen I'm, I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, I just want to say right now on this show, Cody Rhodes, I know you're listening. TK, I know you're listening. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Kingston, I know you're listening because you stole my gimmick in your promo. That was hilarious. But um, listen, I just I want everyone to know right now in the wrestling world that I volunteer right now to help stop the American oppression at the hands of British Olympic boxers. Oh my god, dude! Like it just it fuck like I'm watching this and I'm going okay okay. Where the fuck is this going? It's like it's, he talks about, you know, the election. Yes. And talks about the state of affairs in America. Yes. It's the perfect Cody Rhodes like, promo. What the fuck are you doing? It's the perfect Cody Rhodes promo because it is a combination of both tone deaf and boring and bad acting, which is like what he is, right? Uh, this thing was a disaster. I saw some people saying this was the best promo ever. Well, of course, because they're fucking right. Nah. Brandy put out her <sighs> thing and said that she was she's never been moved by a promo like that before. Sure, All right, right Brandy. Sure, okay. Uh, listen, uh, C- Cody also talks about a Willie Nelson song. He's like, "Oh, that song came out in 1986," and I, and I was like, "You were one years old." But anyway, <laughs> um, the main thing of this uh, is the the biggest the biggest. Transgression. The biggest crime that Cody Rhodes has ever committed is saying that he deserves to be the American Dream. Well, well for one night only, he gets to pick up that sword, man. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. This bothered the shit out of me. So, all right, r- real quick. Yeah. I, I knew you were recording uh, yes, the A the show. A show. Yes, your was, episode that's coming right. out it's on Monday. Spoiler alert, yes. Yeah, I knew you were recording this. Yes. So when it started off with Max Degata, I wanted to text you, but I'm like, no, he's recording. Yeah. When he said the words, I'm going to be, instead of the American Nightmare, I'm going to be the American Dream, mm-hmm. I almost called you. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck what you're doing right now. <laughs> right. So, uh, listen, if you've ever listened to this show in the past, if you've ever talked to us in person, you know we love Dusty Rhodes. Look at your arm. <laughs> I have Dusty Rhodes tattooed on me. <laughs> I I love Dusty Rhodes. Uh, he is uh, arguably, like, my number three or number four wrestler of all time. 
all time. I like how you don't have a Terry Funk tattoo. I don't have a Terry Funk tattoo because Terry Funk's never... Well, you did dance. I should get a tattoo of Terry Funk dancing with Rikishi. Yeah. Anyway, my back's got space. Um, <laughs> so does your face. That's true. Even better. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I love Dusty. Who doesn't? And du- like Terry Funk's my pre- my favorite professional wrestler of all time. Dusty's my favorite promo. Like it's just it's just what it is. I think Terry's What's an wrong am- with I that, think, man. I think Terry's a fantastic promo. He's one of the best promos. I think Terry all around is the best wrestler of all time. He is the best wrestling mind. He's he's the only wrestler that I know that successfully grew and evolved with the business forever. No matter, for just all that shit forever. But Dusty's promos are so special to me, and they're so much fun, and they relate to all my friends. It's just it, it just it connects with me, right? Absolutely. So Cody saying that he's going to be the American Dream really bothered me. And you, the Barry Switcher quote you said is is exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. So because he's talking about his daughter, and he try he like uses his daughter to prop himself up as this great like I don't know civil rights lead. It was just, just so toned up, and I, I I'm not as offended by it as other people from that aspect. I just think it was tone deaf and bad. Um. But whatever, you prop your unborn daughter up already in front of yourself to help, to help you get heat or over, whatever. But Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty Rhodes' real history, whatever it is, you know, uh, I know I know some of it, but he's the son of a plumber, right? So the American dream is you, you start out with nothing, you work, your, you, you work real hard, you, you put in the time, you put in the effort, and you make it, right? So the, dust, the, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, is the son of a plumber, the guy, the common man, the the reaching out, touching you. He's just a common man working hard, hard with, with his hands. hands, right? But like, but before that, the true prime Dusty Rhodes, the hard times promo, hard the, times, baby. the the wine and dine with kings and queens, slepping alleys, dine on pork and beans, all that stuff. That's that that's what connected with people because it's like he could have been one of us. He's not in the he's not in shape like Ric Flair. He's not in shape like those his other belly's guys. Just a little too big. They're a little too big. My but my honey's a little too big. Uh, <laughs> You know, so that's what that's what works. That's how the American dream works. And we could sit here and we can debate the American dream if it's real or not. George Carlin said they call it the American dream because you have to be asleep yeah. to believe it. Um, all that kind of stuff. A lot of truth. Right. But Dusty Rhodes in that time hit that niche, was that person, and connected with people in that way. Cody Rhodes walking out there and saying he can be the American dream now while propping up his unborn daughter while saying all this other stuff is like, no, you asshole. You literally were born into wrestling. You were born on third base of professional wrestling. Your your last name your la- your last name in quotes is Rhodes. Like you didn't even have to do the fucking work that your older brother had to do. You know? Like and and Dustin got right in the business because his dad was Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You know? So like it just it it's such bullshit. And, like, if, if he was trying to cut a heel promo, then I'll be like, okay, I get it. He's, he's trying to turn the screw on everybody and, you know, get you to boom. But he wasn't. That was supposed to be a babyface promo. Well, yeah, dude. Like, I look at it this way as well. Like, you know, this isn't Hogan in 87. Right. There, right. It, also, like, that's the other thing. This ain't, a, like, this right. whole evil this Rocky foreigner right. thing. This ain't Rocky Four. Doesn't work, my man. Right. But particularly when it's a British guy, yeah, you know, like we're we gonna we're gonna throw this feud back to 1776. That's where we're gonna do yeah, this. Yeah, like what the fuck? Uh, but anyway, I was just I was so offended by. It. And in ways, if you actually look at it, Tussie or Cody kind of is the American dream right now because it's kind of all bullshit. But like you know, that's sort of what people think the American dream is. You're born with money. You you spent. You pretend like you've you know 
spend all these hard times and then you do whatever you want. And you know, the, the, like the American dream right now, like I think a lot of people probably look at the American dream and think of like the Kardashians. Cause like there are people You're say famous like, for doing right. Nothing. And then like, people are always like, Oh, the, this, this Jenner is a, the first self-made billionaire. It's like, Oh, their, their parents were millionaire. Yeah. Their father defended OJ. He was a celebrity lawyer who was worth millions and yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. Like the Kim got famous for stealing from Brandy. Like this isn't the American dream. What, the, she stole from Brandy first, <laughs> no, then the say, tape. I say, uh, and some other things then that I have viewed. But <laughs> like, and so like, in a way, Cody's right. But it's just because it's all bullshit, right? Now. Well, and that's what like like a lot of people were arguing. They're like, okay, your dad's Dusty Rhodes, right? Uh, your dad is literally one of the best highest regarded most famous wrestlers of all time there's a goddamn statue of him outside the training facility of the wwe like there's a gold statue of him like they even say you're in a company that's ran by the son of multi-billionaires right Right. and you've glommed on to a faction in wrestling that was super popular at the time and we're like you fidget yourself in there and you act like you created everything like it's funny because like there's a certain, you know, club who just suck on the teeth sure. of anything those guys do. Right. There's other people that were, you know, kind of bullet club fans that go, okay, like when this guy came in, it brought it down. Right. And it ruined it for a lot right. of people. Um, but yeah, dude, what a fucking weird. This was a bad. It was promo. just, it was, it was weird. Even it was real bad. Even content aside, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. He's, he's, he's not good. Yeah, I just. You know, like, he's cut some pretty good promos. I'll give him that. He really has. But I don't know where this was supposed to go, who this was supposed to appeal to. Right. And Um, you could say, like... real real weird, You say, well, Cody's going to use this and he's going to get a young guy over. No, he's not. He's not going to put a go-go over. Well, it was funny because I saw a lot of discourse online today where they're like, I'm more interested in QT Marshall right now than this fucking idiot. And Cody does the same thing. He forces himself onto shows. The segments feel forced. The angle feels forced. This isn't a pay-per-view angle. This is a this is a pre-show pay-per-view angle. Honestly, if you want to pay it off there, uh, and he he just he feels so forced. And this and this promo felt I don't, I don't even know if it felt forced. Uh, it probably is the way he actually feels. But like just insane. Like just the crying to my daughter. Oh, it's just such bullshit. Like stop. The only knock th- it off. The only way I'm going to be happy is if in this match a go-go comes out. Hits him with one punch, right. one, two, three, that's it. Right. And so and he, and he mentions this stuff about his daughter and whatever, and it's like, okay, but like she's going to be born into a family who is making a ton of money. The, the dad is the an EVP of a wrestling company. The mom's the chief brand officer. The kid's not going to struggle. Good for that kid. Great. That kid hit the genetic lottery there because yeah. the kid's going to be born and not have to struggle. But there's no American dream in that. No, not at all. Cody didn't do anything to build him up. No. Dusty did. Cody didn't. Cody's not a self-made man. Cody's a Dusty Rhodes-made man. Yeah, and it's just what it is. Yeah, and what has he done in the business? You know, you, I can compare him to Dustin. Dustin's done a hell of a lot more. Dustin's been through more trials and tribulations, but also, oh, absolutely, but also walked into te- walked into wrestling, teamed up with his daddy, yeah, and you're in the me- main events. Over. Yeah, gets all this has been has been signed to wrestling to big contracts his entire life. Uh, and 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 I agree with that. Like Dustin, much as I love him, 
but he's also not out here cutting promos saying that I, I picked myself up and I did this and I'm, you know, I'm going to be the new American dream and yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's the natural. Yeah. He's, he's the fucking natural. Right. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, yeah. I only have a few more things and then we can get into uh UG fest. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, Christopher Daniels. So I didn't watch this match. So I was kind of watching live, kind of playing on my phone. Yeah. And I woke up and just saw an actual goddamn fearful for Christopher Daniels. Right. I did. I I stopped at the end to see the finish because the stipulation was that they won't be a team anymore. And yeah, Yeah, because that that really mattered on television yesterday. Right. Right. Oh, they're broken up. Oh, what's going on in the back? Didn't even give him like the the hog. Nothing. Just. Yeah. Um, But holy blood. (laughs) Yes. But did you see Daniels on Twitter? Yeah. He said he's done. I didn't say he was done. He said that he thinks that might be it. And I think that's gonna I think it's gonna be it. Don't get worked, brother. I think don't, it's gonna don't be don't turn it. don't turn a work into a I, shoot, I brother. I don't I don't know that there's a place for him as a singles wrestler. Uh yeah, but he could have a one off as Christopher Daniels. Yeah. He do what the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. He's the man. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh Orange Cassidy Pack. Yes. I was super stoked for it. Yeah. Um Poor O C. I'm glad everything's coming out. He's okay. Right. My man got his bell rung. Right. So um, before, I don't know if it was from the thrust kick. Yeah. Or if it was from the gross liger the, bomb. The power, the power bomb was was tough. Uh, it's tough, man. I will say before earlier in the match, I was really glad they worked the the rolling away from the top rope dive spot into mm-hmm. a legitimate match. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. Uh, could have been a lot more. He got his bell rung. Uh, lots of people complaining about that finish, but I think the audible was called, and I think it's the best it's way to do audible, it. It's a fucking audible, dude. What do you, to, what do you want? Right, to you get know? it to where they wanted it to be, the original plan was a three-way. It was just supposed to be a time limit draw. Yeah. I think they they, they did what they could, and they made it work. I'm not offended by it. I'm glad OC's okay. Uh, and that's that's really all that matters, and we'll see him at LVAC. Yeah, so he got announced uh, for the LVAC, yes. uh, which is... Next weekend, was it the 20th and the 21st or the 21st and 22nd? I don't know. Some of those days. Yes. Um, yeah. OC will be in the house on the Saturday. It's so. just some of those days. Sorry. Wow. Yes. All right. We can, go, we can go down that road You're if you want. my brain. I don't want to. Um, but yeah, uh, that's cool. That yeah. OC will be there. Yeah. But and glad Bryce. he's okay. And Bryce. Bryce will be there too. Well, yeah. But glad he's okay. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, Adam Van will be there too. Well, that's true. My, the, the man. Yeah. That's Sovansky. Um, I might have said some disparaging things about him on my A-show appearance. Wow. Uh, not realizing that it, my episode comes out before. Dude, I have to see him at so, LGAC. So, I listen to the, to the A-show. Yeah. I listen to him at Sposto Showdown. Yeah. His fucking card. Mm-hmm. And it's not spoilers at this point. You should go listen to it, though. Right. Because uh, Joe and Adam are, are the best. They're fucking awesome. And uh, Adam, brother, 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 <laughs> whatever you're on, yeah, pass him over. That was out of control. Right. I felt like I, <laughs> he he wasn't booking a wrestling show. He was booking a television program, bro. <laughs> um, dude, what a fucking riot! Yes. I had such fun listening to him and Joe. Ton of fun. The A show on yeah. CKCC. We'll plug it later. Yeah. Um, last thing I have though. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event, dude, Miro Darby. Oh, last thing? That's the last thing you have? You don't yeah. want to talk about the AEW rehashing the, 
beer truck milk truck gimmick. No, because it's fucking stupid. With, with the camera showing Jericho hidden in the truck before they do yeah, the big reveal. I, I don't. And it was it was a bubbly bath, Brett. I nope. All right, don't care at and, all. Oh, you don't want to talk about the Jade Cargill promo where she was dressed like the girl that used to manage the bathroom back Brothers? So I was sleeping when you sent me that. I woke up this morning. <laughs> first thing I did, I roll over. I looked at my phone. I went. Eh. <laughs> uh, that's a certain uh, niche for me, my friend. There you go. <laughs> what was the, what was show name? Doug. What was her name with the Basham Brothers? Uh, Linda Miles. Yeah, but what was her name? Oh, what was her God. gimmick name? Oh. Shani- was it Shaniqua? I don't know. Let me find out. Linda Miles. I know it was Linda Miles because I'm like, hey, cousin Linda. <laughs> um, Linda Miles, WWE. What was her name? What was her name? Because didn't she, I mean, she co-won tough enough with Jackie Gata? She did. Uh, yeah, Shaniqua. Shaniqua. Yeah. There you go. Uh, boy, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Debut, 2002. Retired, 2004. Yeah, well. Good for you. Yeah. Shut out of the biz, brother. Well, uh, that's, yeah. When you, when, you, when you enter the biz with the Basham brothers, you should probably <laughs> leave the biz shortly thereafter. Um, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I know where to lie, man, with our format now. I don't write down a lot of bad stuff anymore because right. a lot of it I'm just like, eh, fuck it, who cares? Like, right. I don't want to. I don't want to expand on any of that kind of stuff. But I was just like, they're really rehashing the the milk truck, the beer truck, milk truck thing. But all yeah, right, whatever. Um, you keep doing that, Jericho. Among <laughs> yeah. all the other things you're doing, um, I'm surprised he didn't try and take a big old gulp off of that fire hose if it was bubbly. Well, I know some people are like, you know, wrestling's fake when Jericho's wasting all that alcohol, right? Right. Um, but yeah, dude, Miro Darby. Yes, main event. Holy hell. Uh, again, another show bookended pretty much. Uh, yeah, it didn't have great to be, start, but, the great OC, but the OC thing kind of kind of put a damper it on that. It makes me wonder, because if the, the original plan was for them to go 20 minutes, yeah. did Miro Darby get extended? I don't know. Was Miro supposed to come out and just murder him? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yo, I thought it was fucking really good. So, I liked it a lot, and my, my, uh, my concern for Darby continues, because... Uh, my man runs a million miles a minute. He's using up that bump card. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's using up that bump card real quick. I wonder if he knows, like, he just wants to get in, get out. Make money and get out. Yeah, but make money to be in a wheelchair at 30? Like, well, if he, he stops, you know. He's, he's using that bump card real quick. Uh, but he's nuts. Uh, this, is, this is what Miro should have been from day one. Uh, the video game stuff great, was nonsense. Man. He looked like a killer. Uh, I, I don't like the. I don't like the all the way lean back in the finish. That looked like crap. Uh, really? Yeah. Eh, yeah. I, like I didn't that. like where he le- where he leans all the way back from the camel clutch. Yeah. All the way back. It just it, Darby was just kneeling there. It was no longer a hold. I didn't like it. Uh, I get why he did it. I put like an extra retch on it because Darby yeah. won't quit. But I just I think maybe he rolled a little too far back. I don't know. I also saw the gif of him completely whiffing on it the other day. Well, yeah, because there's a. But uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> I think Darby's comeback in this match was incredible with the like the cannonball out of the ropes. Like that was it, amazing. His dude. offense was amazing, fantastic. Uh, and I was shocked to see Darby lose this. I think he was getting getting good ratings. I think he was you know good reviews. Uh, I I think it's the run could have went on a little bit more. Um, I, I don't I don't know. Are they did they have him lose this to just have him go into a feud with Scorpio Sky and Ethan I Page? I think he I think it's more about Miro and less about Darby. Yeah. Yeah, because Miro was dead in the You're water. You're trying to save Miro. You're trying to save face. And Darby maybe doesn't need it. Yeah. Darby doesn't need it. Yeah. He's an established act. He he's over no matter what. Right. But it it was good for him to have it. I think he's good on the top. And I agree, heel champions are better. Everybody wants to see the heel mm-hmm. lose. 
Uh, I don't know if Archer is necessarily the best next setup for Miro like they did. It'd be a good big guy fight. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, but now AEW, outside of Sheeta, they have all heel champs. Right. Uh, and that's going to change at the pay-per-view, so. It should, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, uh, but oh, oh, I, I also got the vibe that they were going to put Darby as the leader of the Dark Order. Maybe. I thought that they, like, the, the, him, them being sort of intertwined against, uh, Ethan Page and, and Scorpio Sky can maybe tie Darby yeah. into that or Stinger because like Sting gives him that fist bump and it gives him the, the, the heart to the, you know, the fighting spirit to move on. I was like, Oh, can they can do Darby versus Sting cinematic match. Like what are they going to do? Uh, so there's options there for Darby. I was just like, eh, I don't know that I would have took the belt off him already, but I mean, he was the longest running TNT champion. Yeah. I just, still. like I said, I do think it's more about Miro at this point. Yeah, you know, you, you, gotta, you, gotta you see, broke him off from Kip. You probably gave him a ton of money to get there, yeah. and you got you got to save him and get something out of him. I, I agreed. You can't just have let him be a killer. You can't have him doing right. shit with Kip Sabian. Sorry, it was trash. You just can't. Yes, um, but that's all that I watched. That on, is that is all on, on real time wrestling. Yes, I guess. real time wrestling. Yes, that is all that yeah. I watched. But last week well. we did say we were celebrating my. Yuji Nagata's return to the States. Yes. So we picked three Yuji Nagata matches. Yes, Nagata World Tour, if you will. Yes, we did not go top three Nagata. No. We went top Nagata. Frankly, it'd be unfair to rate these matches against each other. Yeah. We went top Nagata matches from three different companies. Right. Which I think is kind of a cool concept. It's fun. Yeah, it gives everybody a little bit of a taste. Some different, slightly different eras of Nagata. Uh, I'm pre- I, was, I was very excited to get to watch these matches. Yeah. So the first match that I watched was from WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. Did you also watch? Oh, no. you didn't. I watched these in chronological order. You did not. I don't know if I did. Um, well, Muda would have been second if you did. Okay, so I didn't. Um, so I watched uh, Ultimo Dragon versus Yuji Nagata. Yes. This is from October 26, 1997. Halloween Havoc. Like, I was uh, eight years old. Okay. <laughs> um. It's it's crazy because you look at this pay-per-view and this match isn't talked about at all. No, well because this is the pay-per-view where Mach loses to DDP, right? Is this the one where he takes the diamond cutter? No. No. That's Spring Stampede. Oh, okay. This was uh Eddie Ray. Hmm. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest matches ever. Right. Um but this was the opener on the pay-per-view. Yes. It's like 10 minutes, you got Face Ultimo, mm-hmm. Heal Yuji. Yep. Um, Yuji wins. This was a pretty big mid-card feud in the company at this Dude, time. Dude, for an opening match, yeah. like, you could tell, man, like, Nagata's, like, hungry. And he was uh, laying his shit in. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I thought they the strikes were great. Yep. I love, like, the, the submission work that both guys were doing. Yeah. Um, I loved with him working the arm, how they got to work the arm. The him, whole match is built around yeah. the elbows. Him draping Ultimo's arm around the turnbuckle to the outside. Yeah. Right. You don't really see people do that much. Right. Uh, I, I loved it, and, man. Well, and commentary gets it over, too, because they talk about the bone chips in Ultimo's elbow. Yeah. Which is a real thing, which if you know anything about Ultimo now, he actually legit doesn't have a lot of feeling in his right arm. Yep. Uh, because they botched the surgery for his bone chips yeah. all the way back then. Yep. So, I mean, he wrestled for a long time with them, but when they fixed yeah. it, they botched it. I loved commentary 
it's crazy because it was a four-man booth. Yeah. But it was Shivani, Dusty, mm-hmm. Heenan, and then they always brought in Iron Mike Tenay for, for the these Lucha. for these matches. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Dude, I wish Iron Mike Tenay got more love. Right. I I loved Tenay. Him like right. during these matches, he was awesome, dude. I I had uh, Spanish one and Spanish two in high school, and both. Uh, both years when the teacher assigned a uh, paper on me- uh, Mexican culture, both years I did it on Lucha Libre and the Mexican Luchador because of Mike Tenay. Fuck so, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed the shit out of this. Yes. Um, I like the finishes of Fujiwara working on the working the arm. Dude, the finish was great. Finish is fantastic. Like Ultimo going for the Dragon Sleeper with the bad arm, and you'd yep. be like, nope. Elbow this. psychology throughout this whole match. Uh, and I, I, I understand this is uh, the Yuji Nagata World Tour, but Ultimo Dragon is one of the smoothest professional wrestlers in that wrestling ring that there ever fucking was. Absolutely. Uh, and I loved him then. I was engaged in this feud because I loved, I loved heel Ultimo because he was just so damn cool looking. And when he turned face, I hated Yuji. I hated Sonny Ono. Yeah. Super into this feud when it was happening. I remember when it was happening. I remember this match. Uh, really liked watching this one. So that that makes me ask the question then. What was your first exposure to Yuji? Was it WCW? Yeah, for sure. Mayan, no bullshit, was WCW NWO Revenge. Right. Because, listen, like, I remember things about WCW yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Again, I was eight years old. Right. Um, I remember Sting. Right. I remember the NWO. Right. I remember DDP. Yeah. I, I remember Cruiserweights. Yeah. But, like, I remember Ultimo. I don't remember a ton about yuji like yeah. when i was that age yeah um but i remember i liked him in wcw yeah. revenge my few years older than you make gives me a little yes, bit of advantage because does. i was watching wcw when wcw versus the world came out for the playstation so like and see i had that yeah game too. i remember buying that game when it came out and being into wcw and then getting the nintendo 64 like i remember all that so yeah, yeah. yeah so that this feud Nagata and WCW was my first exposure to it. Yeah. Yes. So, do you want to go chronological, or do you want to go next thing I watched? Does not matter. You? Whatever right. you want to do. So, pal. next thing that I watched was from Pro Wrestling Noah. Yes. Uh, September twelfth, two thousand three. Noah navigation over the Dateline. Mm. Two thousand three. Yes. You had Yuji Nagata coming in from New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Going up against the GHC Heavyweight Champion. Kenta Kabashi. So I tried to look for like why he was in Noah, and it it was just the it's just that it wasn't an extended thing. It was just sort of he would jump around. It was that time they were all sort of jump around and defend their company's honor and the other. Yeah, promotions. they all, they all kind of had like the working relationship right. at this time. Right. I was. Like, I don't that, know how much about all Japan did because Pro- later no, all on, Japan didn't. Later on, well, Yuji did float to all Japan. He did, but, but there yeah. was no like because Emma Noah they, right. they weren't going to work right. together. They tried, but it fell apart. Yeah, but um. Because later on, like, this is 03, I think, like, 06, 07, Yuji becomes GHC champ. Yes. So he does go back and have a run there. But this was just sort of a one-off, maybe two-off for a little tour kind of thing there to do a little New Japan versus Noah kind of thing. But anyway, uh, Kenny Kobashi, my my all-time favorite Japanese wrestler. Yes. Uh, let's talk Let's talk a little bit about uh, who seconded some people to the ring I was here. just about to say, the first thing I noticed yeah. was who seconded Nagata. And so you, you you sent me a message, and you were like, wait, do you see this? Because yeah. this, this was the last match. I actually just watched this today. Okay. Uh, but uh, three guys that uh, they mentioned, they mentioned uh, one of them 
on AEW commentary is being trained by Yuji Nagata. Yep. That would be Tanahashi. Yes. Uh, Tanahashi Man. The, the Tanahashi Man. Uh, Tanahashi Man. Uh, then Toro Yano. <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, a legend in his own mind <laughs> and right. Let's go Yano. Uh, and the most important, the one that I knew you were texting me about, <laughs> of course, uh, my guy forever, <laughs> Taguchi. <laughs> and I saw him, I was like, is that Taguchi? And I, I, I rewound and I was like, is that, I was like, oh, it's Taguchi, Taguchi's there with him. So, yeah. so the fucked up thing was when I saw this at first, I went, yeah. boy, that almost looks like Okada. <laughs> and then I was like. Wait a minute, that's Taguchi. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm like, because I'm putting on like my time frame. I go, well, it's not. It's, right. It can't be Okada. And I'm like, oh my god, that's right. You're right. Taguchi. Right. Taguchi, the funky weapon himself. The funky weapon uh, recognizes a man who is probably a more natural professional wrestler than anybody else currently in New Japan, who just has no desire to be in the main event. No, he just care. wants to be a goof and hit people yeah. with his butt. Remember, you put your belt on the line. <laughs> my butt on the line. <laughs> Yeah, he's the best Taguchi Japan The man forever. has two things in this world. His word and his butt. butt. <laughs> Taguchi's the best. Taguchi rules. Uh, and K- Kobashi had Kenta. He had Kenta. Uh, I didn't yeah, notice. I couldn't recognize the other I people. think on commentary might have been Go Shizaki. Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I know Kenta was there. Yes. Um, yo, so this match, I love that this is a Noah match. Yes. And the fans were booing Nagata. Right. Made me so... And right. Nagata was playing it up, Well, you know? and so this is 03. It's a, it's only a few years after the yeah. the, the separation there. Uh, the the Noah's creation. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Noah was really hot at this time, too. Like, it hurt all Japan when they left. Uh, when three of the four pillars left. All Japan still hasn't recovered. Right. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, well, three of the four plus Akiyama, but whatever. Um, four, Give four, Akiyama's uh, flowers. Oh, right. Uh, four of the five left. Okay. Um, and so Noah was huge at this time, yeah. which is why they were working with New Japan. It, yeah. You know, they were they were the companies. Um, but God, this match starts hot. Dude, the, like, so first thing, and we'll talk about the next match too as well. God damn the crowd. Yeah. Just red hot. That place was just like shaking um this was during kobashi's like all-time god right. run as ghc title uh, so like holder in, in my brain like kobashi like i pictured like mid-90s or, orange orange kobashi right uh but watching him come out for this match i'm like yeah black black and purple robe kobashi's the coolest kobashi right dude i love it's the coolest i love orange kobashi yeah i have the orange kobashi char pro Black Robe Kobashi is just a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, he's just a mean old man. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, they cracked the shit out of each other in yes. this match. It, brutal. Um, uh, Yuji's knee thrusts are amazing. Dude, when he did that running knee into the corner, mm-hmm. oh my craziness. God. Yes. Um, uh, we also got the, which we saw in the Mox match, the Avalanche Exploder. Yeah. But where Kobashi's too thick to get the wrist clutch. So it. he just throws him. Just throws him. Yep. Fuck it. He tries. He tries to get that wrist clutch. But at this point, Kobashi's just too big of a man. Yeah, dude. Um, the end, though. When yeah. Kobashi hits him with that lariat. Crushed him. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Murdered him. Uh. Great, solid finish. Great wrestling match. Um, 
just just these two guys beating the crap out of each other and sort of to draw a parallel to American wrestling. And and it's not always true because there's of course exceptions to the rule, but like fighting spirit really enhances wrestling matches for me. Uh, it's why I like Japanese wrestling so much. Um, but I, you don't see American wrestlers sell or otherwise, or in reality work to this level of exhaustion. You don't. When you see Japanese wrestlers in big matches like this, they don't leave until they're dead yeah sometimes literally but um like just the the point of exhaustion and you see it sometimes in the big matches you'll see at the manias you'll see like you know uh flair sean michaels comes to mind because those guys just destroyed each other and took a lot out of them but like you know it just makes it seem that much more real because you're like how are you actually standing you've been beating the crap out of each other for real for 30 minutes yeah uh and this match was like 30 minutes 35 with entrances uh it's just killer it's just it's the it's the kind of stuff I love about Japanese professional wrestling. Kabashi's my favorite Japanese wrestler of all time. Uh, so it's it's a perfect showcase for him. And Yuji's kicks are disgusting. Gross, dude. They're he gross. The Inziguris, the kicks, oh, the dude. big boots, every single one of them, Ugh. they're nasty. He, and, so at 53 years good, old, man. they've taken a – they're a little bit off. I don't of think, course. He doesn't got the snap in his hips anymore. Yeah. But this time – you know, this is six years after his WCW show. This is his prime, and that's and that's what I wanted to bring up. Like, this is prime right. Yuji because he hits prime in the two about two years before, which we'll talk about in the next match. He hits his prime. This is this is prime Yuji. This is like second prime Kobashi. This is like old man prime Kobashi, uh, and it's just it's what I love about professional wrestling. I love Japanese wrestlers when they get old and just become grumpy and beat the shit out of everybody. Or you're born old like Tenro. <laughs> or you're just Tenro. Or you're just born old and you just spend your whole life born beating the old shit out of people. Born old and born grumpy. Right. You spend about a year and a half trying to be like Jumbo Sharuda, and then you spend the next 30 years murdering people for yeah. being younger than you. <laughs> Literally, his gripe was, you're younger than me. Right. God bless you, Uncle Grumpy. All right. So the last match that I watched yeah. was from August 12th, 2001. Mm-hmm. Which made me, like, when I saw the date, I go, oh, my God, this is a month before 9-11. Mm. That kind of tripped me out a little bit. Okay. But this is the final from the uh, yes. 2001 G1 Climax. The official beginning of Yuji's Prime. Yes. So you had Yuji Nagata going up against my favorite professional yes. wrestler of all time, Keji Muto. Yes. You want to be great Muda, Keji Muto. I love them all, baby. Right. Um, so this is four years after his old, so he looks like a baby in the Ultimo match. He, this is only four years later, and he looks like a, a grizzled veteran. See, like, to me, he still looked like a baby. I mean, he still looked young. But like, he, he looked, yeah. I mean, granted, he's the in there with. a little bit, he didn't, you know. So, granted, uh, he's in there with, you know, old, yes. old man, bald Muda. Yes, this, this, uh, and all, but also 2001, this is, like, Muda's, like, second prime, third prime, kind of. Well, yeah, because uh, you is, have to think, man, like, this is. Right, he's he he stopped doing great Muda for a bit. He right. just went Keji Muto. This is old man Muto. Shave the head, goatee. Right. right, this is my favorite Muto version of Muto. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I my favorite of all, my favorite Keji Muto anything is obviously the great Muda stuff in in the late eighties through then. But um, this is the best out of makeup. That to me, this is the best Muto. Uh, the bald with the goatee, uh, just working the knee nonstop, dude. 
So let me just run real quick. So this was who was in the 2001 G1 climax. Okay. Again, this is still before the G1 is known as it is today. Well, so, it, so smaller blocks, right? But it, it this was the year it went back to blocks, right? I think they I think they had abandoned the blocks and went back. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So well, the year before they had four blocks, right? Yeah. Um. So 2001 G1 climax block A: Yuji Nagata, uh, Tadeo Yasuda, mm-hmm. Manabu Nakanishi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kazunari Murakami, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Minoru Tanaka. Right. Block B. Tanaka is the cruiserweight in that block. Yes. Block B. Kejimuto. Mm-hmm. Light heavyweight, sorry. Masahiro Chono. Yeah. Who do you ever beat? <laughs> Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Who do you ever beat? Satoshi Kojima. Who do you ever beat? Some guy named uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. That's the junior of that, that and block. Osami Nishimura. Hmm. So it was still pretty stacked, but Killers. yeah, Liger and Tanaka were the, jun- were the, the juniors, juniors of yeah. this yes. uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, so this match itself uh, started out a lot of mat work, mm-hmm. took a little bit to get going. I'll yes. be honest, it did. Especially like it's a G1 climax yeah. main event. You know it's going to go long. That's just the nature of it. But it didn't go that long, which no. I also kind of liked. Um, this is, this is, um, from this era, it's very much that Muda Mudo match. He had a a thing that he did. Well, and, and his knees were still right. Were his, starting to become much pre replacement. Yeah, like so. But this was this is very much what he did. He works the knee. He you know he's he's priming for the shining wizard. He invented that move. It's very much the height of its popularity. The sort of beginning of the height of its popularity. Uh, that Japanese move. And uh, you know, so it's very much. Uh, the uh, structured Mudo match of this era doesn't mean it's bad. There's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, I do you, agree. Like it once it hit that gear, though. Yeah, s- strap right. in. Yes, uh, and I feel like it hit that gear when Muda hit the ropes and it hit the power drive elbow. Yes, that is like right. one of the most crisp wrestling moves I've yep. ever seen in my life. Right. Uh, it, the most perfect thing in this match for me was Mudo missing the corner kick. And uh, Nagata hits him with the German. Amazing. Perfect transition. Per- smooth in that ring. Really good moves. Completely natural movement. Uh, these guys are, I mean, they're just, they're, they're both legends. Yeah. Um, and uh, amazing, amazing in-ring guys. Well, and this around. was kind of Nagata's, like, crowning. Right. Um, yes. This, I mean, he, he, he wins. Yeah. He wins the G1. Uh, loses the title shot, but wins it like a few months after. And now, how much longer was Muto in New Japan? Not much longer before you remember because because he jumped, he he's in jumped all, in all by, Japan by, by like, 04, 03, 04, yeah. he's in all Japan. Yeah, wrestling because yeah. um, he didn't like the way the company was going under Anokiism. Right, and he said, "Fuck this, right. I'm out." Uh, so and he, he goes and has a legendary run in all Japan. His all Japan run is great. Feuding with Kawada is amazing. I love it. Uh, lots of great stuff there. Uh, on on some all Japan shows with Mike Rotunda in the early 2000s, so which is really crazy. Just insane. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Mudo. Yeah. It's it's a really cool era. It's a really good era of Japanese professional wrestling. Dude, I I audibly gasped a few times during this when Mudo hits the Shining Wizard because mm-hmm. it comes out of nowhere. Right. Um, when Nagata. But he hooks him for the Nagata lock. Uh-huh. And when he does like the blue justice yep. salute, I went, because oh! that crowd went crazy yeah. when yep. he hit the mat. Right. They went crazy. Right. 
Um, like, I don't even know. Oh, I love I, it I don't, so much. I actually don't even know in 2001 if he's 10 years in the business yet. I don't know, man. But uh, I thought this was fucking brilliant. Uh, Eugene Nagata debuts in 1992. So he's not. He's nine years in the business at this point. If you hear, if you t- talk to other wrestlers, it's, they say 10 years is when you finally figure it out. Yeah. So, like, this is him nine years in the business winning the G1 against one of the best ever. Ever. Uh, <laughs> crazy. And going through the blocks of some of the best ever. Yeah. You know, it's Kojima, it's Tenzon, it's... Uh, well, you look at that block, guys. Kojima and Tenzon, that's like their prime. Right. You know? Right. Like... Yes. Oh, Liger. Right. I mean, it's oh crazy. my God. I mean, Liger's prime was his Forever. whole career. Yeah, Liger's prime was 90 he, years. He, he never lost a fucking step. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I loved it so the much. The finish is really good, too. The dodge of the of the Shining Wizard, really good. Yeah. Real good. Um. Great stuff, man. I was yep. so happy we got to watch this yep. stuff. Um, I know we didn't have it on the list. Yeah. But I ended up watching that one match. Uh, so I watched from uh, April 3rd, 2011, Tanahashi versus Nagata. Tanahashi, man. From New Japan. Yeah. New Dimension. Pray, hope, power. Mm. Um, it's long. So yeah. you do have to kind of... I, I don't even know if you'll watch it. Yeah. But it's in Kurikin and that it yeah. just... Oh, oh that's that student versus teacher kind of thing. And it's Tanahashi, like... Tanahashi, man. Pure rock star, Yeah. Dude. What a rock star that yeah. guy is, he like, man. the tan feathered hair at that yeah, point? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, it's it's like the IWGP belt was, like, transitioned over to the best look. Yeah. Like, the bigger belt. Right. Because um, well, before they had, like, the crown, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the belt looks great. Yeah. He looks like a million bucks. He's strutting his shit. Um... Yuji has a uh, bad look Fale in his corner. Oh, wow. Like a very young okay. Fale, you know? Um, if you get time, watch it. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit Was out of it. Was it anywhere but on New Japan World? No. Okay. But if, but literally, if you type in the search bar, yeah. Nagata, Tanahashi, it's all like the third page. Yeah. Easy right. to find. Cool. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, again, super stoked about Yuji Nagata. Yeah. I, I love Yuji Nagata. Right. I'm very happy a lot of people gave him his flowers this week. Yeah. And uh, I hope I hope a lot of you guys watch those matches. Um, if you didn't, go back and watch them. Uh, I, I would say if, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to necessarily search out the Japanese wrestling stuff, even though it is on Daily Motion, uh, at least go watch, just go watch all of Halloween Havoc 97 well, you know what's funny? on the network. No, it's not on Peacock. What isn't? Halloween Havoc 97. I watched it on Peacock. Yes, really? it is. Yep. Because I tried to find it and I couldn't find it. I watched it. it on Peacock, so it's right there. Peacock sucks. If you, you have to, it's so, not good. So you, it's not. So you can't just go into w, into into the WWE and look through. Well, see, so what I did, I scrolled all the way to the bottom where it was yeah. WCW. I hit see all. Uh-huh. I scrolled through all the pay-per-views. I didn't find Halloween Havoc. Uh, I searched Halloween Havoc and they, they're all on there. So what a mess. It's a disaster. Peacock sucks. Search what you're looking for on Peacock. But that's where I watched it because I went to watch it on Daily Motion. I was like, this isn't the best quality. I'm going to see if it's on Peacock. And it is. Cock's too hard, man. It's true. The cock is too hard. Um, It's painful kind of hard. <laughs> we didn't discuss if we're covering anybody next We didn't. We didn't talk about it. We were too excited watching, having a show watching. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was like Nick my main Gage event of life. Right. Uh, but that being said, I think there's an obvious choice. I, I think that nothing nothing of note happened in professional wrestling. Psycho said, "No, I I think I think we don't need to bump Bull Nakano anymore." Okay, so real quick, I'm going to ask you: Did you look up and see if there, we have access to all the matches? Uh, I did a few weeks ago. Oh, well, this is real awkward. Why? Well, because I don't want to announce matches if we don't have. Oh them. my god. 
Well, I, listen, I don't make false promises to people that listen to this show, unlike you. I would. Wow. Real nice, man. Real fucking I nice. I don't need these people. Wow. You know what? How dare you? I did look them up a few weeks ago, and they were they were all available. All right. Well, if they're all available, then I'll rattle them off. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Vamp a little bit. I'll, I'll look it up. Calm down. I can't calm down. I just I we, you calm down before the Samoa Joe show. I looked her up because I thought that's what we were doing, and then we changed our minds. I know it did get bumped. So I don't know if there's anybody else even to to go. Nothing nothing else happened. They revealed that cool napalm death shirt they're putting on the Safobi from you damn right uh, from Junk Shop, which I will be purchasing. So, so what are we looking at here? What what's the first match you're looking at? Nakano Akira Hakuto. Yep. From January 4th, 91. All right, hold on. Read them off to me and I'll, All right. I'll hit them on the YouTube here. All right, do you want me to read three to one or one to three? What's easier for you? Uh, start with the first one. Okay, so the number one ranked is Akira Hakuto versus Bull Nakano from January 4th, 1991 from All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. Okay, right here. one four ninety one twenty four minutes on YouTube. Okay. The next match. Mm-hmm. Which I already know you and I, it's going to be our favorite match. Yes. From March 27th, 1994, uh-huh. Aja Kong and Bull versus Akira Hakuto and Shinobi Kendori. A.K.A. the most fucking brutal match I've ever seen. Uh, Aja Kong and Bull versus Akira Hakuto and Shinobi Kendori. 53 minutes, 52 seconds. And it, The match isn't that long. That's no. like the full, yep. the full thing, though. Uh, from when? 327 1994. Yep. There it is on YouTube. Oh my god. Even even says four and a half stars rated by Dave Meltzer. I'm gonna tell everyone right now. It's one of our favorite if matches. If you of all don't time. watch every match, yeah. please watch, that match. watch yeah. this yes. match. Uh friend of the show, Doug, we showed him this match. Yeah. And I don't know how many times he said holy fucking right. shit during the match. Right. All right. And then the third one we have is uh from July 14th, 1994, mm-hmm. Bull Nakano versus Shinobu Kandori. From uh, Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling. This was a split show with FMW and uh, All Japan Women's. From when? S- July 14th, 1994. Uh, chain Death Match. That is the Chain Death Match. Yep, yes. right here on YouTube. All right. All three of them on YouTube. Perfect. Like I said, they were. Trust me next time. I, I tried to trust you. Unbelievable. You doubted yourself. Unbelievable. I always doubt myself. Well, Zero well, confidence. Well, that's sad. Yeah. All right. So we're You'll see how confident I am at LVAC when I don't introduce myself to anybody. Except for except for when I go see Joe Sposo and get my deep soul kiss. Put yourself over, brother. Come on. Never. All right. Not in the business of Well, that. we're going to watch Bull Nakano next week. No more getting bumped. No. She's not our Matt Damon. No. It's more, de- more, than, uh, more than deserving to have be talked about and be highly regarded. She's getting two action figures soon. Yeah, she is. Uh, so we'll, we'll tag that stuff in there also because after you watch these matches, you're going to want to own a Bull Nakano. Yeah. Uh, action figure. Before we get into plugs, though. Yes. Did you buy anything this week, uh, DJ? <laughs> did I buy anything this week? Nah, not that I can think. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I spent a lot of money. Hey, on... DJ, what did you buy? Oh, thanks, Brett. Uh, I bought uh, from from Foreign Objects. Uh, check them out on on social media at Foreign OBJX. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a Grail piece this week, pal. You got one of your uh, grails. You were here when I got it. Uh, it was a claim sale, so I had to be quick with the quick with the fingers. I got in there. Like bad brains, you were with the quickness, right? Uh, uh probably thirteen. What did he say? Thirteen seconds before the guy, the the guy behind me. Uh, I got myself the t- Japanese 
Terry Funk be on the map figure. Yes, you did. I posted it on the social media. Came in very quickly. I got it on Terry Tuesday this week. Uh, the greatest. Oh, so Terry. you won that on a Friday night. And you had it Tuesday. Yep. That's. Great. I mean, he ships Four out. Of, he ships out of like Connecticut. Uh, dude, so. Scott, he's yeah. fucking awesome. So. Uh, yeah, but we we both of us have bought a lot of stuff from him. Yeah. He's super cool. Yep, great guy. Uh, and I I made it was a claim sale, and I got in there, uh, and I got it just the figure, not the box set, which he also had. But I I had a I had a budget, uh, thanks to uh, Kfabe Collectibles for helping me out, uh, and uh, Joey there, super cool too. Check those guys out at Kfabe Collect on Twitter, kfabecollectibles.com. Uh, but I got myself a Terry Funk Beyond the Mat. I'm not going to open it. I got the case coming. It's going to get lock and keyed. Uh, it is the the jewel of my wrestling collection. My Terry army continues. Yeah. Uh, there's another Terry out there that's even more expensive that one day I will get my grubby mitts on. <laughs> uh, and uh, if anybody wants to send me the Terry Funk micro brawler that I want to pay $45 for, How uh, you can <laughs> email the show and we'll work that out. Um but if if anybody wants to sell it to me for cheaper than forty five dollars, uh, I'll gladly talk to you. But anyway, uh, my Terry Army I, grows. I try to keep my eye out. That's my dude. Uh, super excited to have this piece. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's gonna stay unopened in my collection forever. Uh, yeah, and, uh, that yeah. was fun trying to buy it. Yeah, because uh, I had everybody on it. Yeah, you, me, and Michelle were all yes. trying to do it, and. Uh, I feel like I would have got it, but at first I typed clam instead of claim. Mm. So I fucked up. Yeah. See, I, I, I hit the old copy paste before I went in, so I, so I didn't have to type it. I just had to paste and send. I, I missed the I and, my, me, and I me, typed clam. Got me 13 seconds. I still think you were like number four, maybe. I think I was. Michelle was like number three. Yeah. So we tried. Uh, well, we didn't it was, try. It was, we won, baby. I won. We won. It was figure fate. Yeah. Super pumped to have it. Uh, and uh, Very pumped for you. And then you were uh, hyperventilating. If I, I won't have the case by then, so I won't bring it with me to be on the mat at the LVAC to hold it up to the screen and just show it to itself <laughs> and be like, "Look, this is where you come from. This is your father. This is you." <laughs> but uh, it's super happy to have it. Uh, just so happy, full of joy, Good, man. giddy, uh, giddy. When I got it, I did a little unboxing video, like taking it out of the pack, not not out of the box itself, but out of the shipping yeah. container itself. Uh, I was just so so happy. To oh, have I knew it. you were, and I was pumped. Uh, for you. Super super wild. Uh, paid more money than I thought I'd ever pay for an action figure, but that yeah, I've never even come close. But to that but that thing is going up and up in price. Yes, it is. So uh, you know that'll sit with me for a long time. Yeah. So not too many of them around. No, there's really not. It rarely pops up. Right. But it, like on its own. Right. Like that. So on its own in very cool, perfect condition, it. beautiful card. Uh, beautiful bubble. Everything about it is it's absolutely perfect. perfect. I know it's it's great. What about you, pal? Uh, so Sunday I was on uh the bay, and mm-hmm. uh, watching that Macho Man documentary last week. Yeah. So I have a couple Macho Man elites. I have every Macho Man Hasbro. Mm-hmm. I have the Macho Man Ultimate Edition. I love Macho. Uh, I didn't have an elite era from like WrestleMania three. Right. So I bought the Macho Man Defining Moments from WrestleMania three. Right. And when last week we talked about how cool the the the, the attire, the robe was. Came from with that the big match. robe. Right. Um, got it for a pretty good price on eBay. Bought it loose. I don't collect on card. Um, so I was very stoked about that. Put up a picture of it. Um, and then I've been going back and forth with a few people on eBay, uh, having them. You know, decline my offers and not acknowledging my offers because they're dickheads. Uh, but finally, somebody accepted my offer. 
Um, and I did, in fact, get a Yuji Nagata Char Pro. Nice. And he's wearing the same attire that he's wearing on the Kenji Mudo match. So I'm like, oh, that's real cool. So very happy I got that. Um, hopefully that'll arrive soon. Um, I posted this week, or yeah, I got in the mail today, was the Sid Justice Elite 86. Um, I'm not posing him in the referee gear. I pose him in the singlet. He's going to wind on my WCW shelf with the Detolf. Um, so very stoked about having that. And uh, I think that's all I bought this week. Yeah. Yeah, I... I try to only buy shit that, like, I really want. Right. And those are two things that I really wanted. Yeah. So, I, uh, I went ahead and did that. But, Saturday morning, uh, I'm going to go over to a uh, flea market because I have a connect. And, uh, uh. I don't know if anybody needs some hmm. Jack's Bone Crunchers <laughs> or some uh, VHS tapes, uh. which, VHS, it's weird, man. It's weirdly coming back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so maybe I'll have more to report next week. Maybe hmm. I might I might sporge on some WCW figures if Ooh. he still has them. Hmm. So why not? Well, because you don't do all right. So I put in a bid on a Harlem Heat elite yeah. tag team. Mm-hmm. I put in a bid on it. The guy literally returned back with an offer of fifty cents more. Yeah, and I just, I almost responded like you fucking asshole. <laughs> but then he was like, oh well, it'll be this price. But then it'll be plus shipping, and I was like, dude, you literally had free shipping listed? Yeah. This isn't a deal at all. Right. And he responded, oh, yeah, well, actually, I don't accept PayPal anyway. So I was like, fuck off. I'm On eBay? Do- yeah. I'm I think you have this. to accept PayPal. Uh, I don't know. I think you could, you could do, like, Cash App and all that oh, shit. Okay. They give you different options you can pay with yeah. it, so he doesn't accept PayPal, which, yeah. if it ain't through PayPal, I ain't nope. doing it. Yeah. No way. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I bought, man. All so right. uh, I think that's it. Let's get the hell out of here. Hit your pluggies. Uh, so, uh, thanks for listening. Find us uh, at uh, We Need Wrestling on Twitter and Facebook. We Need Wrestling at gmail.com to email the show. We Need Wrestling.com. Facebook. Uh, I said that already. Uh, what do I want to say? Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Instagram. Apple. Instagram. All those places. We're there. Check us out. Uh what else? Over oh, part of the soon to be named, soon to be named network at STBN Network on Twitter, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find all our friends' shows there at odds with wrestling, long box heroes, uh, final wrestling place, puzzle warriors three, profane argument, porch talk. Uh, and you can also find on soon to be named network, uh, any other podcast that we happen to anybody from the soon to be named network happens to be making appearances on other shows they will be compiled there that being said uh this will be out uh later today so like early friday morning uh but come monday my episode the semifinals match of the a show uh that i am on against george gatton uh uh to decide who goes up against joe or adam i don't know who won well nobody won yet it's still open okay Um, joe is currently in the lead 57% 57% to 43%. Okay. You got three days and nine hours yes. left. So my match, my, my episode goes up Monday uh, at uh, the A show on CKCC. Check those guys out. Uh, I'll be there. And if I win, uh, I get to face either Joe or Adam in the finals. And, uh, you know, that'll be an interesting. Either way, it'll be a very interesting pick. Uh, there'll be, there's a week pause. of will be voting what the final actual stipulation is. But anyway. So check those guys out. Uh, 
We're also available on PW Ponderings at PW Ponderings on Twitter, pwponderings.com. Uh, check those out. They put our show up a few days after we have ours up. Uh, and uh, I think that's – is that it for plugs? I got nothing else. I believe uh, – I got to write it all down again, but it's it's good. Oh, wings on Wings, uh, underscore Wings on Wings. Uh, we do our, wing, our Wings podcast, the 90s TV show where we uh, eat chicken wings with, with varying degree of hot sauces and talk about the 90s sitcom Wings. Uh, new episodes drop Tuesday mornings if if Podbean doesn't mess us up. Uh, <laughs> RJ City, yes, right. Give it, give it a try. Right. Give it a try. Uh, I think the episode that dropped this week is uh, particularly good. Uh, and uh, we got another one next week and every Tuesday, and we're gonna record a little more this weekend probably. So, uh, but check that out. That's that's underscore Wings on Wings on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Wings on Wings for the show. Also available on Spotify uh and uh itunes and everything i did check spotify today we are updated but there if you search us there will be two of us just look on the one that has more episodes because one only has like two episodes on it but i did email spotify and they're fixing that okay uh otherwise you want to reach out to me personally i'm at the dude t-h-e-d-o-o-g-e on twitter uh we can talk terry funk action figures we can talk whatever uh i got the i still have the itch but i'm trying to lean off a little bit because i did spend uh, an exorbitant amount of money on that. You spent an all-time record. So I'm trying to uh, maybe not not buy anything. Maybe I have something on hold because I spent a lot of money, and the guy was nice enough to hold, put it on hold for me for a little bit until I recover. But uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you off there. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that's is it. Uh, the two pack. What two pack? No, no. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. No, okay. no. All right. Okay. Uh, but uh, how about you, pal? Where can they find you? Uh, you can talk to me at Brett X Edge five seven. Zero. Um, talk to me about Nick Gage because he rules. Yes. Talk to me about uh, I don't know. I don't fucking. I really don't know. All right. Eugene Nagata. That's fine. Talk about Bret Hart's better than Shawn Michaels. Um, of course he is. If uh, if you love that Dan House, talk to me about him. All right. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan. There you go. Um, talk to me about Kevin Nash because he's a fucking. Of God. course. Um, but yeah, dude, that's it's all, right. all I've. Uh, I'll we'll put up the the watch list for top three Bull Nakano with the poll, yes. so you can vote this week on it. Uh, very excited to talk about her. I love Bull Nakano. The tag match is legit one of my favorite matches. Same. It's I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I agree. So um, watch those matches, vote on those matches, and we'll be here next week to to talk some Bull Nakano among other things. We sure will. Goodbye. I, I don't fucking you didn't know. You come up with a new tagline. Nah, I don't want one. Okay. Peace the fuck out. Wow. MDK. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named soon network. The Lamborghini of podcast networks. Now you're off, nerds. <laughs>